Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back. Droid Life Show today, uh, episode 173. It is Friday, May 18th. I'm your host, Kellen, with me, Tim. Tim's here. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tim here. So we've been gone for a week. Uh, we had Google I.O. last week. Uh, I was gone for a couple days. We didn't have a show. So uh, we've got a huge, we've got a huge show. Uh, we're, I, I know this is going to be disappointing. So we're not doing trivia this week because we have so much stuff to talk about that it could be like a two hour show. And if we had trivia, it'll be another 20. We just, so apologies. If you were tuning in for trivia, we're just we're skipping it. This we'll, we'll be back with the next show though. We, we promise. Um, so what we're talking about though, is Google IO. Cause we got to recap some of that. We want to talk Android P and a bunch of things happening there. Some other stuff from IO like assistant changes. And you know, we haven't really weighed in on Google duplex. I know it's kind of controversial still. Um, Google News got a revamp, uh, but then we also have OnePlus, OnePlus 6. Tim has a G7. We want to talk about those two things. Uh, HTC is going to announce a new phone next it's, yeah, it's next week, right? Like next Wednesday, I think. So we'll talk about that because there's a huge leak around that. There might be a Pixel Watch coming and YouTube Music is here and YouTube Premium is here too. And Verizon has a weird prepaid service. <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot of stuff that we need to, we need to go over. So anyways uh well, yeah see we're already disappointing people in the chat with uh no trivia oh still they, they just said we still needed a trivia that's fine. sorry guys there's no no trivia this week <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's uh let's dive into google io so um uh, google io was last week uh it was last monday tuesday wednesday yeah no tuesday wednesday thursday you got it yeah, yeah tuesday wednesday thursday i got there on monday but you it was there. actually <laughs> tuesday wednesday thursday um so the the first day is obviously always the big day uh well for those who don't know we're talking about google io is google's developer conference they have it every year they announce all the changes they're doing in terms of platforms and software updates and wherever their kind of visions going this is not a hardware event that's always in october ish now for them where they announce phones and things like that io is mostly software and platform so Anyway, so the first day was the the keynote. It was like it was supposed to be an hour and a half. It ended up being like two hours, I think. Uh, but they announced quite a bit of stuff. Um, obviously, we got Android P uh, Developer Preview Two, which is also Android P Beta, first beta. So anyone with a Pixel or Pixel XL, or sorry, Pixel Two or Pixel, um, can uh, get on that if they want to. Just sign up and you can get on. Uh, but they also announced that additional devices that are non-google devices uh and we'll dive more into this but can join the android beta which is a first and pretty huge news i think um they talked about uh android p possibly being adopted just quicker in general especially if a phone has a snapdragon 845 um there's a whole bunch of google assistant changes that were announced like google duplex which is like an ai phone call made for you which again we'll we'll dive deeper into that um we learned about a new google home max update that should really upgrade that experience in terms of latency there's again there's the new google news experience out what else is there android tv we know some big updates that are coming there they announced the day before io um the jbl link bar is that what it's called jbl link bar is a sound bar that has android tv built into it and google assistant so you can hook it up tv whatever and you get Google Assistant and a soundbar experience. And you can hook it up because to almost everything because it has like three HDMI out or imports and one. It's it actually looks pretty dope. I don't know if we know the price on that thing yet, but it's coming soon. And anyways, a lot happened last week. <laughs> a, a lot happened. Um, 
I figure though, Android P is the biggest bit of news out of there, um, especially because you don't have to have a Pixel phone now to flash this. You can get it up and running on multiple devices. So should we start there? Start with Android P? Yeah, let's start with Android P. Big old stuff. Big old stuff. Okay, so Android P, uh, well, they put up their big the big slide on the presentation that's in the shape of a P and it's made up of all of the new features and stuff in there. Um, but the overall idea with Android P, um, you know, and we had a preview one that was kind of janky and had all sorts of issues. This is a little more polished. It's now a beta. And so they're really starting to talk, I think more about some of the features we discovered back then, but they're talking about simplicity is kind of like the, the theme, I guess you should, you could say of Android P. Um, and so in the beta you get, well, we get new swiping gesture navigation, which is a pretty major change for Android, you know, from going from the three button setup we've had forever, the three shell setup to gesture navigation, kind of huge. Um, you know, like there's new volume controls and the notification shade looks different. There's kind of a new material aspect to that. Uh, I mean, there's even things like better screenshot controls and tools. Like you take a screenshot, sharing, editing it, like that stuff's easier uh, let's see, what else did they announce in terms of just P at this one? I mean, we've talked about some of the other stuff in P from the preview. Um, you'll get suggested replies. There's a new battery power saving mode. They've So adaptive brightness has been around for like years, right? But they talked about it like it was a new feature. They must just be tweaked adaptive brightness. But anyway, adaptive brightness is now smarter. It listens to you and figures out when you like to brighten and dim things. That sort of thing. Uh, let's see. They're going to implement something called the dashboard. And the dashboard is a sort of an initiative by Google to get Android or your phone maybe out of your hand a little bit more. So it in the dashboard, you'll find things like app usage and when you're using it throughout the day. Um, not necessarily how much data you're using, but just how often you're using apps. And you can set timers on those so that they kind of get grayed out and you can't use them for a while, like say Twitter or something like that. They're going to introduce a mode where it slowly grays out your phone at night so that hopefully you'll just get annoyed and put your phone down and go to bed and stop looking at it. So so they, they're introducing a lot of simplistic things, but then they're also trying to do this thing where they get the phone out of your hand more. So you just live life a little bit, which is kind of weird coming from a company who wants you to stare at your phone and look at ads all the time. But I do appreciate that they're adding some controls. That stuff's not in there yet. It's coming later. What am I missing? I mean, you're not missing much. I mean, the thing is, like, there there were a few, like, kind of forward-facing changes for Android P, but I feel like Android P is so much more of, like, a back-end thing that will just sort of feel over the years, you know, as it sort of just kind of integrates itself into the pie. I mean, sure, Android P won't be running on devices. It'll be on, like, 5% of devices by this time next year which is i guess hey good. we don't know that this could be the year of project treble exactly so just like treble i mean I, I feel like android p is a lot more of that that back-end stuff um that we're just going to see over time maybe because i mean you know uh, in terms of like the ui stuff there's not anything too major you know besides the gesture nav gesture. which i hardly even consider to be gesture nav it's a single freaking button with a swipe feature. I mean, it, that is not gesture like control by any means. <laughs> it's really not gesture. It's it is, not, way, yeah. you know, there's still a back button. Yeah. So until that, you know, like iOS hasn't had a back button forever. They're always integrated inside of the apps or you can just kind of swipe back like that's, that's intuitive. 
what Android P and their gesture navs is, it is not exactly intuitive, but it is something different. So of course we have to talk about it in the blogosphere and the tech blogs are like, you know, they freak out over yeah. like nothing. Yeah. And I get it. You know, you got, got to get those clicks, but oh, we I do. don't know, man. Uh, but for me, it's just a lot of that backend stuff. I mean, the developer stuff outweighs, of course, naturally always at Google IO. The developer stuff always outweighs kind of that forward customer facing changes. So that's just my opinion. But, but so you talked great. about your the five things that so yeah because you guys because you guys probably don't know this when the first P beta dropped, Tim was like in the middle of reviewing. Um, I think it was the S nine plus, yeah. And so he didn't necessarily dive into that first preview. Um, I took it on and, you know, it basically like ruined my Pixel 2 XL for a while. I had to like leave it because it was so janky. Um, so he's now on the beta and shared like his five favorite things. You want to talk about like some of those and what you liked about them? Yeah, absolutely. Like he said, I mean, once I flashed the Android beta and got the OTA and oh, what a beautiful thing the Android beta is. You know, I don't have to pull up ADB like some nerd. I just wait for that OTA to come and I'm good to go. But regardless, so this was my first taste of uh, Android Popsicle. Oh, excuse me, Android P. Peppermint. (laughs) Peppermint, that's disgusting. That's like the worst (laughs) dessert idea name ever. Anyway, my first taste of Android P. So I wrote up my five favorite things and I really like the volume controls. It makes so much sense to have the default option control be over the media volume, not necessarily your ringer. Makes complete sense. Can I just say that? Initially, it annoyed me because I think it was just a change that I wasn't used to. Yeah, you'll get used to it. All right, well, now I, I now since using it, so like I have this one plus six here, which is not running P, and I've been using P for the last well ever since it dropped, and and so now on the one plus six, it bugs me that it doesn't adjust yes. the media volume. Exactly. It so, doesn't make sense. When you adjust volume for things, you always, I think you described in the article, you're like, look, you pop something up and like the media is blasting and you hit volume down and it doesn't flip over to do media, it does your phone and then you're screwed and every, you're embarrassed. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, because you're playing Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> and like, crazy. I've had this happen plenty of times at an airport. It just sucks. Um, so. And yeah, of course, they have an independent button, a separate button now for your ringer, uh, changing it between ring, silent, yeah. like snooze, et cetera. So I love that change. Um, you, they added in a the battery status via the ambient display. So first, it would just be sort of your clock, whatever kind of notifications you got going on. And it would also show the what's playing in the background uh, whenever music, if you had that option enabled. Now they show... Uh, your battery status, as well as when it's charging, how long it's going to take to fill the battery while charging. So nice little touch there on the ambient display. Uh, gestures. I talked about the gestures. Now, while I don't think that these are like insane gestures that are going to change the game for Android, they are they are cool and they work just fine. And I yeah. actually, I think they work just fine. I, I, li- I like the look. Um, so when you just give a simple swipe up, you've got your recent apps and you can scroll through those. You can drag the pill uh, to the right and sort of just scrub through whatever recent apps you have. And it also shows the applications. I feel like that you open the most there on the bottom there and the, mm-hmm. sort of those like suggestions, not necessarily the ones. You have Only on the Pixel launcher, though. Like I have it on the essential phone and it doesn't have those predictive apps. So it just shows you whatever your um, whatever's there in the dock. Yeah. Okay. So at least on the Pixel, you've got some sweet uh, suggested suggest, uh, suggested apps there. I'm having a stroke. Uh, 
Next up, uh, adaptive battery. Uh, so this is going to be Google, sort of the phone learning over time what you're using and how it should be power managing applications in the background. Um, it's saying, yeah, Tim doesn't use this that much. Let's cl- let's shut her down, and that way it's not draining battery in the background. Makes complete sense. And you know, I I said in the post until we have that breakthrough in lithium ion battery tech, or our phones are powered by hydrogen or something. Uh, Google's just going to keep working on the software end of things that, you know, the part that they can control uh, for the battery. And we as users have to appreciate that. Sure. We can all have 5,000 milliamp hour batteries and fast charging and all that. But like, if the phone is literally sucking juice faster than like we can put it in, then it's just no good. So props to Google on that. The only thing that scares me about this um, is that, it might just take over an app that maybe you don't use all the time, but you still want instant notifications from or something like that or better syncing. And I say that because, well, if you've used any of the Chinese phones, like anything from Xiaomi, Huawei, uh, I'm missing one, but like theirs are ridiculously aggressive. Like notifications on those phones rarely come through unless you go and tweak like 10 different settings to tell them when to come through. And I even feel like Samsung phones in the last year, like specifically the S9, I think the Note 8, like I had to tweak a whole bunch of stuff because I was getting weird syncing issues with like inbox not sending notifications. And I think it was like their aggressive battery killing because they're trying to extend batteries as they put more and more crap in phones. So I hope Google does this right. And they actually warn you, I think in the setting, it says, you know, this could make it so you miss some notifications and things like that. So just be wary. I think you can do it app by app on what you want it to be adaptive for. But so it makes me a little nervous. I'm not a huge fan of these phone things where they try to learn your battery patterns to try to make. I just don't know that I trust them all the time. But I mean, Google is kind of the AI company. Maybe they'll do it right. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll obviously give it a try and see how it works. And I think Joey in the chat said his he thinks it's been working great. So I'm just a little skeptical because everyone else is, sucks. What I appreciate is that instead of like the Chinese phones where everything is just full blown overdone okay, for yeah. limiting, you know, yeah. Google says at least they're trying, it will learn over time. So maybe it's just something that it will have to improve. Like after a month of using it, it just knows which apps you want to go through, et cetera. If it's smart, right. Or, and if it's yep. not smart enough, they could change it and we'll have an adaptive battery 2.0 next year. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Is they can hopefully just continue to improve it. Exactly. And they probably will announce adaptive battery 2.0 in next year's IO, which will be. Yeah. And what blew my mind is like, since I came from the Galaxy S9, this new feature for Android P like was not a new feature for me. And that's that text selection bubble. And so whenever you're hovering with the cursor inside of text, it brings up a little bubble. And I've had that, I thought, forever on the S9. I didn't know that was like a new thing. And so, yeah, there it is on Android P. And I was like, okay, this is pretty dope. And of course, it works just as well as it has on iOS for the past 10 years. And uh, it just magnifies whatever you're looking at. So you can more uh, precisely choose where you want your cursor to be when typing the text. So it's seriously been around forever on. I I think it's been on iOS probably since since like day one. Yeah. Yeah. And and Google just now built it in. I think my greatest or my most favorited or liked tweet ever from my personal account is when I showed like just a screenshot of that and said, look, we made it. And like, I didn't, it was just like the simplest tweet ever. And everyone was like, ha ha. I think it's just like it's one of those things where where has this been google so yeah it's uh i'm not necessarily embarrassing or anything but it's it's sad uh the state of android is sad uh (laughs) but yeah that was my five favorite things 
for Android P again, like, I don't know if there's like a ton of that forward facing stuff. You know, this is still DP two. This is just like the first open beta or public beta that we can all use. And we still got what, two more and then final release later this year. So we do still have two more, which is kind of creepy. Yeah, we got time and they haven't even implemented some of the things that we talked about that they announced at IO, like the dashboard or the, uh, the wind down mode. Um, App timers, wind down dashboard. None of that stuff's in there yet. We're still waiting for all that to come. Yeah, so we we still got a bit to go. Um, I haven't noticed any of the app actions. Have you seen that with your Android P? Hear my cat squawking in the Whoa. background. He's so yeah. sad. Um, yes, in the drawer, in the app drawer. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen any app actions. I've in noticed the app drawer. quite a bit. Let me see if I can. Let me see if there. Yeah, there's two there right now. I don't know if you can see them. See them right below that top bar of apps. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've one's for for Nest. It says like if I want to check my, it's like a shortcut to check my front door camera. That's legit. And the, and the other one is a dash lane password search, which is Son pretty cool. A... Yeah, so they are, and that's actually pretty. Like that dash lane one's handy. Like if you're in an app and you need to look up a password because the thing didn't pop up, like because now you can you know swipe up to get into your recent, and then I can swipe up again within an app and then tap that. It's actually kind of handy. Not that I've used them yet because I keep forgetting they're there, but. I am starting to see them. Yeah, I'll just have to look harder. Maybe if that's something I have to enable. Because yeah, you have Nest, I'm surprised app, you haven't seen that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, another thing is I have not even been able to use Android P too much because I've been stuck yeah, using the uh, LG G7 ThinQ on Oreo. Stuck. Might as well be Lollipop. They skin it so damn much, can't tell what it is. <laughs> anyway, can I just say one thing about the gestures though? I yeah. know a lot of people have been crapping on these. I think it needs two changes. Instead of a swipe up to get into that UI with AppStore, it should be a swipe down. Because then the sw- cause then the swipe up, because it takes two swipe ups to get into your app drawer, which is stupid, right? Dang. So if you just did a swipe down to make that appear, and then the back button can go away with like another gesture on the pill. So you know how like on the pill you swipe left, or I mean you yeah. swipe right to get to your new apps. If you just make the pill swipe the other way, like you're going back in the direction of the back button, then you get rid of the back button. Then hmm. we just have one button. All right. I'm just saying like that two changes and I think it's fine. Swipe down to get into the card UI, swipe left to go back, and then you have a single button. Just my just my thoughts there. I could dig it. Uh, but I probably agree with you on the Android P what the best things are so far. I mean, the audio control it's so funny how audio controls are your first thing because it's like yeah it's actually a subtle little change that's pretty important and somebody in the chat was like you could change that on samsung phones already it's like it's totally true you you can change that on samsung phones already you can do a lot on samsung phones that you can't do on you know google's android (laughs) yeah what's kind of funny about google updating their version of android um is that it it's kind of like we get to relive new software features like Apple people do <laughs> like things that have been around for a while and we get really excited about them. Right. And Samsung like super fans are always like, that's been in Samsung phone. Google's just copying Samsung. And it's kind of true. Okay. I'm not going to deny it. Like when Google releases stuff to their version of Android and we get all happy about it. Oh yeah. Samsung LG people are like, guys, that's, that's not, that's not new. What's well, like multi-window, you know, Samsung has had that multi-window stuff for what feels like ever. And, yeah. you know, we finally got it last year. So good for us. <laughs> Think about that. It's so embarrassing. Oh, man. All right. So uh, in terms of P, that's kind of that's probably the biggest stuff for now. Uh, oh, one thing I, I don't think we wrote up. 
and I'm kind of tempted to, but have you, you haven't been using it. Um, on Android P, if you are, if you constantly swipe away applications from a specific app, like say you really never like tap into it and go into it, it now does this warning. Yeah. It says like, you seem to swipe these away all the time. Do you want to just not get notifications from, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but kind of dumb because a lot of notifications you get just for the sake of getting the notification. Yeah, I um, I think like one, you know, it's like the Google now one, uh, you know, like say I'm following a baseball team or something. I'm, I'm always kind of swiping away the scores cause yeah. you know, spoiler alert, like I don't need that. And, uh, it always because for some reason you know, because I stream the score is always ahead of whatever my actual feed is so I'm swiping it away and I of course I want to keep getting those notifications Google like you know I mean it's like a pretty yeah. core feature of your phone I don't want to stop getting them but. I can't tell how often it asks but I feel like it asks me at least on a couple apps a day yeah yeah a couple apps a day like dark sky like I'll, I'll never open an application right. for that I'm getting precipitation but I still want to know that I'm going to get right. some precipitation it's ridiculous. It's fine though. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, let's see. So, developer preview two beta is again available now. If you own a Pixel, Pixel XL, Pixel two, Pixel two XL, you can go to what is it like Android.com/slash beta or something like that, and then you can sign up, and it'll just push right to your phone. You can be up and running Android P beta. Uh, we've had minutes. yeah within yeah like five minutes. Well, the update's huge. It took a while to install. Maybe it's just because that's that was a good point. IO. All right, maybe twenty minutes. My bad. <laughs> So we get a lot of people asking, is it stable enough? Should I use it day to day? Is it good enough? Um, I, I used the Pixel 2. I immediately flashed the Pixel 2 XL at IO when I was sitting at the keynote. And I've been using it ever since. Went to Flew to Montana right after. I had, took a couple days off. Used it the whole time there. I didn't use any other phone. So I've been using it daily up until basically yesterday when the OnePlus 6 showed up. And... I haven't really had any major issues like camera still works. GPS still works. Uh, I haven't tested Bluetooth a lot since Bluetooth always sucks on Android, but it's been working. Like when I get in my car, it fires up Android auto pretty quickly because it seems to connect to Bluetooth easily in there. It seems to be stable enough for me. I don't know what your version of stable is, but I mean, when you use it for a couple of days, were you fine with it? Were you using it just as your normal phone? Yeah, I was totally fine with it. I didn't have any problems. I was still able to uh, to play my games. I was I was doing Bluetooth just fine because I just set up my, my headset and walk around the block and everything was good. Yeah. I didn't have any problems. Yeah, so it's it seems pretty stable. I mean, Google's labeled it a beta, which means they and they open you that up, which means there's problems. Yeah, so they're still saying, look, there's going to be some bugs and they, they usually list out the bugs um, in their release notes. I haven't looked at it in a while, but they're saying it's beta, so it's stable-ish. I mean, they're not calling it an alpha, so they're letting people just sign up to get it, so it's probably okay, but just go in knowing that. Uh, in possibly more exciting news, though, we got Android P beta for non-Google devices. Huge. This is this is pretty big. This Massive. is tr- this is treble the year of treble. Um, so if you own an essential phone, a Nokia Seven Plus, an Oppo R15 Pro, the One Plus Six, which you don't own yet, but you will in a couple of days, the Sony Xperia XZ XZ2, uh, and a couple of Vivo phones, which you can't buy here, and the Xiaomi Mi Mix 2S. If you own any of those phones, you can flash Android P beta right now and on some of those phones actually i think all of them it i think it just wipes out um whatever skin is on your phone and puts on just stock basic android p um which is kind of crazy like you know xiaomi phones vivo phones oppo they're pretty heavily skinned 
um, and it wipes it all out and puts stock Android on there while you're running this Android P beta. Um, and then eventually they'll probably push a stable version of their skin version and stuff like no. that. But I know which kind of sucks. So on the beta. <laughs> yeah, well, well, so that's going to be the interesting thing to see is like when the next beta arrives or DP three, DP four, do these companies all offer? I'd imagine if their phones are running stock Android, they could probably get that next version pretty easily, but I don't know. Um, hopefully they do. And then, yeah, like if you're, if you own a Xiaomi Mi Mix 2S, you might as well ride that beta up to the furthest beta you can and then just leave it there instead of like flashing back to whatever their skin is, unless you really like their skin. But yeah. uh, so, so pretty crazy. Um, Project Treble, for those who don't know, was introduced last year with Android O. And what it tries to do is like compartmentalize, sort of um, break apart, modularize. That's probably not a word. Um, break down Android into certain pieces so that it can be upgraded easier. So, like, Qualcomm, for example, can update what they need to have updated and have it ready for Android P separately from whatever Samsung is doing, whatever Google needs to do. And so it's all kind of broken down. And so everyone can update it quicker, sort of, if that makes sense. It's probably not even the clearest way of explaining it. Uh, but like Qualcomm has already said with Android P, uh, any phone that has a Snapdragon 845, like they're already ready. Like, uh, well, Qualcomm's part's done, I should say. They're, they're ready so that when Android P goes stable and phones that have a Snapdragon 845 and are ready to update to it, like that piece of it's done. And then Google obviously takes care of their portion. So then it's up to the manufacturer still to do what they need to do if they have a skin or whatnot, and then obviously carrier approvals and stuff like that. But we've, we're already kind of taking away an extra piece that's been there in the past. So and we're seeing some of that with um, with this Android P beta. Like the Essential Phone supports Project Trouble. OnePlus Six supports Project Trouble. So if they're a Trouble phone, that's how they're that's how they're doing this. Basically, it sounds like. So anyway, that's that's huge. Like I made the argument earlier this week that these are the phones. Me personally, I would consider buying. Like if I was in the market for a phone, I would go straight to Google's Android P beta device list and go all right, these guys are uh, caring about software and letting me try as a tinkerer. Like I want to play with new stuff. So these are the phones that are there if I want to try Android earlier than anyone else. You're absolutely right. Not listed Samsung, LG, HTC, Motorola. The list goes on and on. The major players are just not there. Motorola, kind of surprising considering they don't do a lot. Uh, for the for the tinkering and stuff, and maybe Lenovo was like, you know what, ah, it's just too much. That's the thing. It's Lenovo. Yeah. If it was Motorola, they'd well. probably be they'd been down. Yeah. I am surprised Motorola. that HTC isn't, and that could change. Like they might announce the U12 Plus next week, and they That's could true. say like, hey, this this is a part of it, and they could add it to you know Google can add things to this list at any time. I think. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked though if HTC somehow next week goes. Yeah, you can join the P beta if you want. Yeah. Uh, it's nice that OnePlus is there. I mean, a phone that was literally just announced and it, it was announced that it was going to be available on the Android P beta. And I mean, life is good if you're a OnePlus customer. I mean, you got a killer phone and Android P beta. I mean, good times. It's kind of cool. Uh, you know, it's, it, more, yeah. it, it's just like the fact that you don't have to own a Google phone and you can test the same early software as Google's phone. This has never happened before. Never happened. Even, now, even with the Google play editions, there was still some kind of delay in there. I feel like for a while we were kind of waiting for the updates or like, 
on at Google I/O, they all dropped at the same time. The only one that wasn't there was one plus six because the phone wasn't even announced yet. Right. But like you wrote up that day, like, here you go, guys, here's links to like the instructions. If you own this phone, go get P right now. Like the essential phone. The minute I got home from my trip, I was like, Oh, let me fire it up. And like, I had P running on my essential phone. It's still on there. I was going to do the same because I've got the essential phone sitting here, but then I turned it on and I was like, oh, let me like check the, cause it updated and I was like, oh, let me check the camera real quick. Oh my God. The camera got worse. <laughs> so I said, no, nah, no Android P beta. I don't even care. I'll <laughs> put it back in the box. It's probably, probably not a bad idea. The camera. I'm sorry. That phone sucks. Just the camera. Okay. The camera and the performance. Yeah, I mean, a camera's just got to be like a staple of any smartphone right now, and that one's not usable. No, it's it's not. It's it looks like you're taking like a, a picture with a Lego camera. It uh, it's honestly, just, every it's time I I grab the phone and I fall back in love with it because it feels so good, and I go, <laughs> "Oh, clean Android," and oh, I can deal with the stuttering and the missed swipes. It'll be fine. And then I leave the house and like I need to take a picture, and I go, "Oh, <laughs> it's so why do I have this phone?" Yeah, sad. <laughs> Hopefully the next one changes that. Um, anyway, so the the beta program, we don't know exactly how it's going to work moving forward. I do hope that when Google pushes, you know, DP3 and 4, that all these other phones continue to get those updates so they stay on that stable track. And then seriously, like you you could you could own, you could import like the Mi Mix 2S and put stock Android on, which is kind of cool. It basically turns everything into an Android one phone, which is which is pretty awesome. That is super dope because, I mean, there's a lot of phones over there that we just don't get. Uh, and, you know, we kind of stay away from them just because of software and technically their availability here in the U.S. But this makes a lot of, like, overseas phones kind of very attractive should they support the Android P beta. Maybe we'll see more. Who knows? Yeah. You know, there's, like, Nokia phones on there. And Nokia makes really nice hardware and things like that. So it kind of opens you up. To, to those of us who for years have just been like, yeah, these other phones are really nice, but I just kind of like Google's software the best. You now don't have to just buy Google's phone. That's kind of cool. Exactly. Beautiful. Uh, so in somewhat related news, um, Google at IO said that they've built into their OEM agreements that, that you have to start supplying security patches regularly. Right. I mean, I didn't, yeah. So do you want to talk about this? Because I was like in and out of IO when I think this all went down. Yeah. So I mean, sort of a sort of a big deal that happened um, when on stage during their like "What's New in Android Security" session. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Android's security lead uh, Dave Kleidermacher, uh, and he said, "We've also worked on building security patching into our OEM agreement. This will lead to a massive increase in the number of devices and users receiving regular security patches. So we're really excited about that. So, I, you know, what they what they said um, is that they've worked on building it. Uh, not necessarily that it's there, but it's something that should be." coming and we also don't know if this counts for every oem that signs the agreement uh, or what level of device probably it's exactly probably partly the deal yeah yeah so we, we we don't know all the full details but what we do know is that google is still hammering these oems to make sure that people are getting updates regularly especially security updates you know the major ones we can understand because i'm sure there's a, a ton of work that goes into those and uh, countless engineer hours right but for security patches that should be extremely easy to push through um 
it looks like Google's trying to make them more regular. So that's, I mean, you can't even say that's a bad thing. That's just always a good thing. So, yeah. You know, we talked in the, in recent years when there was patches that needed to come out, you know, like there was a couple of vulnerabilities where it kind of made Google go, look, we're going to start doing these things monthly. And Samsung signed on and they're about the only one that signed on to do it monthly. And others have kind of done them every couple of months. <clears throat> if they're, if they're making them um, sign agreements now that say you have to do this, that's a that's a good thing. Uh, while yeah, while these aren't the major OS updates, I don't know that Google could ever get people to commit to doing that because, like you said, it's super expensive. But um, security stuff, all these OEMs should be doing these regularly. Like even Samsung's falling behind a little bit, right? Like I, bit. I feel like people are just now getting like April's and May. I know we're mid May, so that's not terrible. But I thought some phone just got April the other day, or still on April, so. They've even fallen behind a little bit, but they're probably about the best next to Essential. I mean, Essential's getting security updates faster than Pixel devices, so <laughs> really I, are. I don't even know what's going on there, man. It's pretty crazy, actually. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, was it Monday right before I.O.? We got the May security patch, and we wrote it up, and then Essential, Essential goes, here's available. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then before a couple days Google. later, Pixel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, that's awesome. So that that that's something that's happening. So it, that's good. Yeah. So I think that's it. Probably in terms of P and software updates and things like that. Should we talk about all the that's assistant awesome. stuff? Yeah, yeah, assistant stuff is huge. So Google Assistant. Uh, it was Sundar that was still talking about all the Google Assistant stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he well, announced. Come out. Yeah, that's right. He did. He announced a bunch of stuff. For one, we've got a whole bunch of new voices in Google Assistant. How many voices? Like seven, six, six new voices. And they should be live if you have, well, you should have Assistant on your phone at this point, depending on what your what phone you're running. But you can go into your Assistant settings and you can change voice. There's six of them. None of them really sound that different. I mean, they're they're all mm. subtle. They're sort of different, but it's it's hard, kind of hard. There's like, I think there's three women, three men now or something like that. And they teased... Um, a limited time mode where John Legend can come on and say some funny stuff, which I don't know when that it's a, yeah, just later this year that might be rolling out. It was kind of funny, but we'll, yeah. we'll see if that matters or not. It's kind of like what Waze does. Like Waze always has guest people. Like, didn't they have Morgan Freeman do like Waze for a while and some other people? They have a ton of people. <clears throat> yeah. So it could be kind of like that. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Um, let's see. Google's going to introduce continued conversations to the assistant. So you don't have to constantly say the okay, Urgle command, right? Or her Google. <laughs> you don't have to say that command over and over. You can just say it once and then it kind of keeps listening a little bit and you just keep carrying on that conversation with your assistant. So especially your homes, that'll be nice. Uh, let's see. What else did they do? Uh, multiple actions, um, which they've, kind of done a little bit of right in the past multiple actually we could have google Assistant do like two things well now they're gonna possibly expand that so you can do multiple things with google assistant at the same time which is kind of cool and then the big one which was shown in a demo is google duplex do we know why it's called duplex by the way um i think we do but i couldn't tell you right now sorry okay, okay. so google duplex was uh, the demo that had everyone talking, well, it's still talking. I saw people writing it up today because now they just think it's all fake. Um, Google said, we're going to have the assistant someday. They didn't put any sort of time frame around this, I don't think. They said, we will, like, say you want to book an appointment to get your hair cut or a restaurant reservation. Uh, we're going to use an assistant with, like, an artificial person. <laughs> to uh, make the call for you and carry on a natural conversation with a real person on the other end to set up that appointment and all of this stuff. And so they ran this 
um, they ran a, a demo as, or a recording maybe is a better way to put that. It wasn't a live demo. It was, and, and so somebody called, I think it was for a haircut, right? And they booked that. And then somebody called a restaurant and the conversation was all over the place. And like the artificial person on the one end somehow kept up and carried on this sort of natural conversation. And everyone, che- cause it was all nerds there. Everyone cheered and thought it was really the coolest thing they'd ever seen. Uh, meanwhile, everyone else across the internet was like, that's messed up. <laughs> like, no, it's not messed up. Screw people. Like <laughs> ob- AI will be our overlord. I don't know why people are freaking out about their own like mortality, you know, and stupidity. You know, it's just and it's I, I guess list. there's like there's two things I've seen people point out. Well, initially people said, "Look, that's not um it's not really ethical, I don't think, to have like a robot call somebody and not disclose that." So Google quickly so? was like, "Oh no, we're going to disclose it." Well, I, doesn't that seem weird that like you could get a call today and it you'd think it's a real person and it's not you, you dude know. think about this like robo calls happen all the time yeah, but you can tell those are robo calls yeah but what's it if it's better less like indistinguishable between like robot and man like i think that's fine i think it's uh, totally fine i don't see anything unethical unless it's like you know, maybe like um, a, a transaction taking place you know what like a legal transaction you know there's something that you know something that needs some type of legal i don't know basis of something you know but if you're just booking a haircut let the robot do it for you you know what you need is a damn robot to answer the phone for all the businesses That's give the businesses their own google assistant robot to answer the calls so <laughs> it's probably like where google's gonna go and they'll sell it for a bajillion dollars so i hope so yeah, i don't know why anyone is on the phone anyways you know that's like it's it's an antiquated technology like we don't talk to people yeah. anymore we just talk through the phone so my brother's a big phone person and i think it's usually when he's driving to and from work on bluetooth or whatever but he calls me all the time and i'm usually like i think i'm in the middle of something and so then i just immediately just send him a message right after it hangs up and i'm sure he drives him nuts because he knows i'm sitting here with like 16 phones around me but yeah he's a phone guy what Um, sorry i was gonna say jesus in the chat says this is great for a guy's night out if you can train your assistant to sound like yourself and call your girlfriend (laughs) on a friday night to talk to her that's genius right so you and me we go to vegas for ces we're there uh, you're always, you know, you have to call your wife. I call my girlfriend. You know, if we could just have our phones do it and like sort of take up that time, you know, that we need to do because we'd rather be like, you know, having a beer and having dinner or something like Playing that. Blackjack, yeah, it's hey, true. Assist, and then, and then the they could take that a step further by doing the conversation. And it records it, so then you can play it back and later and be like, talked about. And "Then you remember what you talked about." Yeah, yeah genius. All right, well, we've got we've got the billion dollar idea. <laughs> Sorry, Google. Uh, so the other thing, I think it was, I think it was the guys at nine to five Google made the argument that people should be worried about someone like John legend as John legend's voice being out there and doing things. Cause they could use it to like, not just blackmail someone like John legend, but get his voice saying something really terrible and be like, look and sell it to the me. I don't know. So I saw them make that argument and that is kind of a weird slippery slope where you're like, well, if we can just artificially impersonate all these different people's voices, but like, like, like we just talked about ways has had that forever. And I don't think anyone's tricking ways into like blackmailing Morgan Freeman. So Why not? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I think people think it's, I think it's a little odd that, you couldn't tell, but now Google's kind of backtrack, not backtrack. They've tried to clarify that like it will announce that, Hey, I'm a Google robot booking an appointment and then carrying on a conversation. 
I'm fine with having to say, hello, this is Google Assistant calling on behalf of Tim. I'd like to schedule an appointment for him. You know, like that's totally fine, right? People call for other people to book appointments or call their doctors or whatever. You know, that stuff happens all the time. If Google wants to identify who Assistant is to the person on the other end, I'm totally fine with that. But there doesn't need to be online backlash over every little thing, you know, that, that. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying there doesn't need to be. That's and true. it seems ridiculous. There should be backlash about other things. But either way, I thought it was awesome. And the first thing I did is I downloaded the clip. I uploaded it to YouTube so I could share it with all my friends who know, know absolutely nothing about technology. And I said, listen to this. And I did it to my girlfriend first. I was like, listen to this. And she's like, "Like, what was it? That was just like someone calling a hair salon? Was that someone famous or something? Yeah. I was like, no, no, that was Google Assistant making that call and she's like it even said um and yeah. uh and like all this stuff yeah. and i was like yeah dude that's the future like we just don't have to call anyone anymore it's gonna be awesome and so she loved it and she seems like a pretty ethical person and she wasn't outraged so i just assume that everyone else must be crazy so this week though people have tried to break it down and they believe it's all just fake and the duplex doesn't exist and that the, even their demo was fake and it wasn't a real restaurant all and and, and i just kind of go why do you guys care that much like why are you guys trying to like debunk google duplex like i don't know that they said google duplex is coming next week they just no, said they like didn't. look this is what we're building towards and someday when it's ready, we'll probably launch this thing. So I don't, but I've seen this week in particular, it seems like everyone's attacking the duplex demos as not being even real at all. And like, maybe they really weren't. Maybe it was Google saying, this is what we're trying to do. I don't know. And I guess I could go back and listen to what Sundar said. I don't know if he said these were actual calls. He, he might have. He, I think he said that multiple times that these are actual call pre-recorded calls that took place. And okay. as far if any company is like on the, not even like the verge of doing this, but has done it, it probably is Google. I don't know why people think that this is so ridiculous, right? We, we talk to our phones. It understands us uh, with context and everything like that. It knows what we're saying when we're asking it something. There's no reason why it can't request something from a human. The human says, oh, well, here's what I've got in terms of an appointment opening. It says, okay, that works with the schedule I've been given via my user's Google Calendar account or anything like that. It knows what we're doing. Like, who are we to say that a phone or, you know, or this Google Assistant isn't smart enough to do? It already is. We just haven't given it the power to spread its AI wings. I'm telling you, man, next couple of years are going to be pretty incredible. I think I'm fine with it as as long as, yeah, they just, it says right up front, Hey, I'm calling, I'm Google assistant. I'm calling on behalf of Kellen. And then I, and then as long as the person doesn't just hang up, but yeah, yeah, as long as they're identifying, I I guess I don't really have that big of a problem with it. Yeah. I do want to say Richard Radner says I can make my own restaurant appointment, book my own haircut. Yes, you absolutely can. Um, the thing about Google duplex is Google specifically said that it will only call if the place you're trying to make an appointment with does not offer it online. So if you say you tell Google assistant to book you something, it's first going to try and do it via an online route, just through the business's online booking system. If they can't get through that, then they'll make the call. But again, we aren't, we don't know when it's happening or anything like that. And again, I want to stress that. Yes, you can do your own calls and all that stuff. I'm just, why would you want to waste your time? You know, Google will do it for you. And look, I'm the I'm the opposite of Richard. I like I don't like calling to book a haircut and to book a restaurant. Like if I could just tell Google to do it and it would actually do it, I, I would use it every single time. Cause it's not like 
I have this phobia of talking to people on the phone. It's just, I'd rather do something else. So sometimes me, yeah. I'll go like four months without a haircut. Cause I'm like, I don't want to call the haircut place. Cause oh, the half of them don't have it. I'm terrible like that though. I know for a fact you and me, like we haven't called a restaurant to book a reservation. And we always use oh, open table yeah. or something though. So if we can just do use Google listens, Hey, book me a table at wherever for That's seven o'clock. Awesome. On it's just going to make life easy and we don't have to call nobody. <laughs> Dude. Life is going to be, I'm just going to be kick back, lit, assistant, everything. Just eating dinner, <laughs> not making any calls. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. So that was all the assistant stuff. A lot of that stuff is slowly, well, the duplex stuff, we don't know when that's ever coming. But the other stuff we talked about will be slowly rolling out, like the multiple actions and all that stuff. And like the new voices are already there. If you want to change your Google Assistant voice to one of the new six, you can, you can already do that. All right, so there was uh, Google News was announced as a replacement to Google Play Newsstand, which was an app I don't think anyone ever used. Did you ever use Google Play Newsstand? Newsstand? No. I, I used News and Weather, but never Newsstand. Yeah, News and Weather was the only one I ever used. Newsstand, never. But new Google News has now taken place of Google Play Newsstand. And then online, Google News also got a revamped um, experience as well. It, uh, one it's one of the clean. more confusing things ever. What's in that? terms in terms of what it was replacing because you've oh, got yeah. the Google News and weather which still exists which still exists alongside Google News it I guess just doesn't have weather yeah and they just probably won't update it yeah. well it does have weather though in the top right corner there's like a weather then what like, the hell are we doing like, here <laughs> I don't know see look there's weather at the bottom now I just tapped on a little hey, link Google you're confusing me Sorry. Um, so Google News it's uh well, it's it's their newest app, basically, that uses probably whatever their newest material language is. Um, it provides you sources from all over to try to give you this full experience. There's, you know, like Twitter embeds in it and video embeds in it. And it sort of knows the sources you like to gather information from. And it kind of learns from you and tries to present you with a briefing all the time. I've been using it a lot, actually. I actually really like it. I think it's a really nice app. I think um, it's great. I've been using it and I never use like news apps. I just I always know. use Twitter, but right. I downloaded it and I've told it what I liked. I like fake news, not real news. <laughs> and I've been getting a lot of sweet stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty great in the, the front page where the for you section where it's your briefing and all that. It's, mm. it's pretty solid. Um, I also, I subscribe to the Washington post and you can like attach your subscription to it. Nice. And so then, you know, because if you go to like the New York Times articles or Washington Post, it tells you like you've you viewed your five for the day and it does that within the app. But if you have a subscription, it you can sign into your subscription, then you can just read all of them from within here, which is kind of cool. And it still has newsstand built in in case you subscribe to magazines and things like that. But the UI itself is just pretty great. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's agree. it's nice scrolling through there, checking it all out. <clears throat> it's super clean. So if you haven't used it yet, you can, well, you probably have an update for Google play newsstand if you haven't updated already, but it is out already and rest in peace. Google play newsstand. It never used you. Yeah. All right. Um, what else from IO? Is that pretty much it from IO? Uh, for IO, I kind of want to say, yeah, well, well there we was learned... a bunch of stuff, but yeah, sure. of, we learned that the Google assistant powered smart displays are coming here this summer. So that's going to be exciting. Did they finally give us a date? Did they say I'm looking, I'm looking. It was the first thing I wrote after the keynote. Cause like, Oh, I can hammer yeah. this out in five seconds. I'm looking, I'm looking. There it is. July. First All time right. to be here in July. Nice. So previously they told us summer. So now July, 
which is kind of cool if you've been waiting for the Amazon Echo Show Google version. Uh, they're finally coming. Uh, they're obviously still building all those out. And we still have plenty of partners there, right? Like LG, Lenovo, JBL. I'm sure everyone else will probably make everyone one. Everyone else too. is going to make one. Every yeah. company you've ever heard of that will be at CES will have one this year. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, everyone tech. will have one this year at CES. Exactly. So. And Samsung's going to announce one too, but it's going to have big speed, so no one will care. No one will care. Um, Google Lens got some new features that we didn't really talk about. Is it weird that I'm just underwhelmed by Google Lens? I know it has some cool stuff. Like they're going to finally build in the ability to uh, just snap something and save it as a PDF. That's actually pretty helpful. Like that's receipts dope. and stuff. And it recognizes that they're receipts and things like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, they're adding better text selection, which is kind of cool. I don't know if I've ever taken a picture and needed to select text in it, but if I do, I can. Have yeah. you ever done that? Yeah. I mean, I think people must do that. And they did added some style match stuff where you can find, like if you take a picture of a shirt, that's like a $1,200 shirt and you want to see alternatives that are 15 bucks. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, and then they announced that it's coming to a whole bunch of new phones um, from LG, Motorola, Xiaomi, wow. Sony, Nokia, OnePlus, Asus, no Samsung. <laughs> Basically Samsung's not down with Google lens because they have their own crappy Bixby thing. Bixby vision. Yeah. yeah. So that also happens. We uh, had the Google photos changes. Um, that's right. Color pop, and soon they will introduce a colorize feature or edit feature uh, that'll let you take those old timey black and whites from back in the day and That's colorize right. them, which which cool. is awesome. You know, you love breathing new life into those old photos and stuff. Like if I had some, if I could find some old pictures of my mom from like way back in the Dizay, could colorize them and then send them over and be like, "Yo, look, mom, you're in color." Yeah, that stuff was kind of cool. The ColourPop thing was something that other apps have done forever, right? Sure. Where they kind of gray everything out and make do some pop. So that's cool. But the yeah, the old black and white photo thing where they were like, let's make this color. That was pretty. That was pretty sweet. I love that stuff. You know, they. I mean, we've seen like pro photographer editors do that stuff. Like say with uh, photos from World War One or something. You know, where the color photography was not very um, uh, accessible. Uh, and you know, turn some of those photos from dark, contrasty black and whites to the uh, color, and it really just sort of like it, it lets you look at things in a different light. Yeah, pretty intense. Very, very cool. Google Photos is it's the easily best. one of the best apps made in the last like five years, five six yeah. years. It's they, amazing. They did one. They got one. Good job, Google. Yeah, you, you did an app that's good. <laughs> Seriously, and Google News now. There's two. Yeah, news, you know. Hey. Uh, Android P for Android TV is also coming. They made like setup easier. They added autofill to it because, you know, typing in a password on, on Android TV is the worst thing ever. Um, it should perform better on low end devices. And uh, that was kind of all they announced for that. And then they re pimped the uh, JBL link bar, which seriously. If you don't own an Android TV, just buy the JBL link bar. It looks out. It looks awesome. Unless there's going to be other ones, which there very well could be. Um, and then the other thing was almost skipped right over this. Wear OS is making a huge comeback this fall. Oh, ready? Moly. You ready for Wear OS? Uh, nah. third, third time, fourth time. I don't know what time. What what uh, what time we're on now? Um, so. The reason it's going to try to make a giant comeback is because Qualcomm finally made a new chip. So Qualcomm is the reason Wear OS 
tried to live and then basically died. So Qualcomm's the only one making chips for it. I think MediaTek probably makes some. There might be somebody else, but everyone wants to use Qualcomm's chip. And the last one they made was the Snapdragon Wear 2100, uh, and that was two years ago. And so no one's made new watches because there's no new silicon to use. And the 2100 obviously had limitations, battery life, whatever. So everyone's been waiting. And Qualcomm says, yeah, we finally built one. I think it's the 3100 possibly. And they said it was built from the ground up. Um, But they kind of hinted at the combo watches. You know, like there was that leak about the LG watch that was uh, like a mechanical hand timepiece with smartwatch display kind of underneath hybrid kind of thing. Uh, Qualcomm hinted at that actually quite a bit. They sat down for an interview with wearable and talked about um, the really big focus on the look of your watch. And what they were saying is, look, when you're looking at your watch, your smartwatch, it looks really cool. The screen's on, it's lit up, it looks great. But when you're not looking at it, it just looks like a black screen and it doesn't look pretty anymore. It looks stupid. And if you turn on the ambient display to show hands, like that still doesn't really look that great. And he's right with that. So what he's saying is, we want to make watches that look nice and that are also smart. And so I think that's kind of where he's going is that hybrid style of watch where it looks like a watch plus it has a smart display. Um, so they said, uh, where's the time frame on that? I should know it. I'm looking at the article. Where is it? Uh, it was later this year. What's well, this fall? So it's this fall. They're going to introduce the chip. And I, I had imagined that could be with uh, Google, maybe Pixel 3 watch, which got, or not Pixel 3 watch, Pixel watch, which got rumored last week as well. Um, so in the fall, and then they said over the holiday season, they'll have releases from a whole bunch of their partners um, with this new Snapdragon chip. So Qualcomm's going to bring a Wear OS back. Mm, unlikely. I will say though, if the watch... So if this new chipset and they make a new design that is kind of a combo, smart, mechanical, but you know, like those hybrid watches they make now that look like a watch and they have some smart, they're just like notification machines. Like they suck, right? Like they're, but if they can actually have Wear OS smarts with the mechanical hands, like that could be kind of cool. Cause part of the deal is like some of these Wear watches do look stupid with the screen off. Like I, I, I agree with what that guy's saying. So if they change that a little bit, that's, that's could be something interesting it makes sense but i'm not going to see some huge adoption just i don't know i mean the 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 watches would have to be awesome looking right i mean i feel like they missed the opportunity by a couple years now oh absolutely i mean (laughs) the apple watch is pretty much just synonymous with smartwatch and i think everyone just has an apple watch or a pebble or not a pebble excuse me a a fitbit yeah yeah so a, a fitbit's just probably the way to go you know, if you're not even like anyone who's just going out, uh, I was at my grocery store the other day and I was in like the tech section and there some kid came in, he was like 12 with his dad and he was like, dad, I want like a, I want a Fitbit. It's like, okay. This kid wants a freaking Fitbit. So they were giving him a Fitbit. I just don't know if anyone cares about Android's, uh, Google's Wear OS. It's dead. I just clicked on you cause it wasn't flipping. Why is it not flipping anymore? Now it is. Sorry. No, no worries. Is it flipping for you? Just... Um, when when you're not clicked on one, it's just going to stay on the other pers- person because there's only two of us. It's just kind of weird. Okay. It usually flips for me. Like you show up and take up my whole screen when you're talking and that's not happening now. I just don't want the rest of the show to just be focused on me. That's weird. Uh, okay. Yeah, when I'm talking, everyone, real quick, do you see me bigly <laughs> on your display or only Kellen? I'm looking at the stream now and you're not popping up. 
Oh, well, then click. Are you clicked on someone? Well, unclick yourself. I'm not. I'm not clicked. If I click on me, it goes to me. Big, you know. But that's just for me. I mean, you're in control, man. I don't have any control over this. I'm not. You, so you're not clicked on anything. I'm not clicked on anything. <laughs> so yes. you did something. Now they just see you. No, it just stopped. Like you turned your screen off, I think, at one point, and then like now it just. Hello, hello, everybody. Check one, two. Yeah, it won't, it won't flip. All right, well, we're just going to look at your gorgeous mug the rest of the day. That's now fine. I clicked on you, so they should just be seeing you. At this oh, point. well, hey, everybody. <laughs> That's fine. I'm pretty, too. How weird. I know. Present to everyone. Weirder. Sorry. Sorry, guys, for the technical difficulties. You know what? It's better than your janky internet connection we had the other time. Hey, that's so. right. <laughs> that was the greatest show ever. God, that was brutal. That was pretty brutal. Man, Hangouts sucks. Sorry, folks. Eh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just keep clicking off and on you. Okay. <laughs> this. Right. Is it flipping for you when I'm doing this? It doesn't, fl- it doesn't flip for me. It only stays on you. Because on my end, I'm only talking to you, so there's no reason that it would flip to me. You know what I mean? It really uh, doesn't flip to me or, or you when you're talking. So uh, again, like we'll move on from this. But when when it normally works properly on my end, <laughs> when you talk, you show up in the big screen. Yeah. And then when I talk, it flips back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like by audio, you know. Yeah. No, I hear you. What a broken piece of junk. It's it's a Google product, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Are we expecting much else? <laughs> it sucks. All right, uh, let's move on though. So Google I/O, I think that about covers the big stuff. I think we got it all. Yeah. Okay. So we'll move on to other non-I/O topics. It only took an hour to get through I/O. That's not bad. It's not bad. Um, all right. So one plus six, possibly one plus six. Yeah, one plus six. Everyone's like, next week, Kellen gets a new rig. It, this is not me. This, it, is it, this is Hangouts for sure. By this the way, hangouts. since the last show, I got a new modem, <laughs> switched back to Google Wi-Fi, and hardwired. Um, I did everything since the last show. My internet is rock solid now. This is probably the greatest looking stream you guys have ever seen. Actually, yeah. no, because Hangouts limits it to 720p. So, Anyway broken stupid thing all right so one plus six uh got a one plus six right god that thing is mirrory look at that uh-huh. um so got one plus six in house now one plus six was announced on wednesday morning at an event in london obviously we weren't there because we live in the united states um we got pricing so one plus six starts at 529 that gets you six gig ram 64 gig storage uh, then there's a 579 tier, which is 8 gig RAM, 128 gig storage. And then there's a third tier at 629 that gets you 8 gig RAM, 256 gig storage. There are Mirror Black, which is this guy, the shiny mirror. Um, Midnight Black, which is kind of a matte looking finish, but is still glass. And then there's Silk White, which is coming in a few weeks from now. And it has gold trim on it. And I wish it didn't have gold trim on it because it would be the one I would probably buy, but it has gold trim. So no. Um, so that was announced. And uh, you can order it on May 26th directly from OnePlus. It probably will ship pretty quickly, all that stuff. Um, there, there isn't a ton of mystery surrounding this phone because it's kind of leaked a lot. But yeah, it has, I mean, it has the notch. You guys knew it was going to have a notch. This is what it looks like. 
doesn't look terrible. It has a little bottom chin. It's not huge. I thought the bottom chin was going to be bigger than that. It's not that big. Um, runs 8.1, but as we talked, you could put Android P on it if you want to. The specs are there. Um, it's got like a 6.3-inch display when you when you consider the uh, the notch area up there. 68 gig RAM, up to 256 gig storage, a dual camera, 16 megapixel, 20 megapixel back there. F1.7, I believe, both. Or no, maybe that was a different phone. No, they might be both F1.7. Uh, optical stabilization, finally. We got that. 3,300 milliamp hour battery, fast charging, USB-C, fingerprint reader. Uh, they're saying there's water resistance. They won't <laughs> put a rating on it, though. So there's like some foam in some parts and some silicone in some parts and some other stuff in some other parts. It's not like, like Samsung redid all of their internals, I believe, a couple years ago where they coated everything and sealed every little crevice so that it's water resistant. This guy, like OnePlus did a little bit. So it's they're saying like, look, it can take a splash, maybe a single drop in a sink, but you can't go swimming with it kind of thing. So uh, they, they seriously haven't announced a water rating. So just still be very careful. Um, this is their first phone that is glass on the back which uh you guys know how i feel about that i think glass on the backs of phones is a terrible idea um technically not the first uh they did have well sort of like the ceramic. ceramic yeah yeah they had it's ceramic and they said so they talked about that they said you know we we did ceramic in the past and we didn't want to do it now because it's what did they say they, i don't think they, they said, said it was too heavy well, it is heavy. Yeah, which is a lie. I mean, the essential phone is like great. the greatest phone of all time, ceramic. Like this is this is what you want a phone to feel like in hand. But yeah. not not if you're OnePlus apparently. Yeah, they called it I don't I don't want to say they called it fragile. They called it brittle, I think, which I think I they guess did say ceramic. fragile. It was yeah, they said brittle or fragile, one of the two. Yeah. It's like you're going to call brittle. ceramic brittle or fragile and you put glass like this thing I mean, I'm scared to put it on anything because I know all that glass and those curves are going to scratch or they're going to crack. So that's uh, I actually like the OnePlus 5T. Well, it's in a drawer. I can't get it, but it has a metal back, that matte finish. Like it was perfect like that. And they didn't put wireless charging in this. So there was kind of no point to put glass other than just to say like, look, we put glass. So I think that sucks. Um you know, look, glass looks nice and it feels nice. I get why people think glass is premium. I'm just telling you glass is like the worst material ever to put on the back of your phone because that's the surface that you put down on surfaces. Like it sucks. So, but it's Gorilla Glass 5. Gorilla Glass 5 is terrible. (laughs) It doesn't do anything. On every phone I have, I get minor scratches in it constantly and I try to take care of these damn things. So, yeah anyway so uh i can't really say much about it like at the moment i've only been testing it for uh not even 24 hours but i will tell you it's really nice <laughs> this phone like even though i don't like the back because it's glass and, sh- and mirrory i would rather have the matte finish one um like the phone performance wise the weight like when you feel this one, your hand, it feels kind of heavy, which I, I do appreciate. Um, but like performance, software, price, the spec list on it, the fingerprint readers fast. You know, like obviously I want to test the camera a lot because in the past OnePlus phones, like their cameras just weren't as good as Samsung and Google's. I don't know if that'll change here, but they seem to be improving each year. So hopefully it's good. 
but there's a lot to like here. Uh, it has a headphone jack too, by the way. Nice. Um, there is a lot to like here, especially at the price. And I know the price keeps going up. You know, I hammered them last year when they kept increasing prices. Um, and I guess I just don't know that I need to hammer them again on it because it's just we expected the price to go up. But if you look at it, 529 for the 6 gig 64 version, that's over 300 bucks cheaper than the Pixel 2 XL, which is 4 gig RAM, 64 gig version at base. So it's it's 320 bucks cheaper than the cheapest Pixel 2 XL. And it's 200 bucks cheaper than the Galaxy S9. If you want the S9 Plus, then we're back to being 300 cheaper than that. So if you're not a Verizon, which it doesn't work on, like, I don't know why you wouldn't be considering this. Like, they get updates faster than Samsung. You can test Android P beta, like, unless you, you know, you're worried about that the camera's not as good as Samsung's. I don't, I don't know why you would, why you would pass on these. Mm. I mean, look, OnePlus annoys me a lot. But they make really good phones at really good prices. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, that's definitely one of the, the better looking phones of 2018. I think you know the notch doesn't really like affect me, it doesn't offend me personally or anything like that. Um, it didn't slap my mom. But <laughs> hold up your phone real quick, and then I'll hold up my phone. <laughs> there it is. We have well, the can, same wallpaper. Nice. Yeah. Can anyone see me? And like when I'm talking, or do you have to click on? Me I already had clicked you because you were oh, talking. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So here's me. Switch to here's me. Tip. Switch here's to me. <laughs> Back <Here's> to Tim. <laughs> they look pretty identical. Like if I didn't, uh, I'd be like, oh I yeah, my notch I got. Is smaller, but let's do that again. Yeah, my notch. Yeah, my notch. Little, is... It's like longer and maybe a little thicker. I think so. My... Kind of short and stubby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the notch, you know, I like the look of that OnePlus phone. And what's nice is, you know, like all other OnePlus devices, they don't overdo it with the whole software thing. You know, they add just that right amount of uh, of customization that you'd want. And, and, and you get access to this Android P beta. Like, damn. So I, I'm, I'm in the market. Let's just say that. I'm in the market for OnePlus 6. I, yeah. And, and that, uh, that, that black one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still, we, we don't know much about the camera, right? You've only had it for a day. So I'm, I don't even talk to you about the camera unless it's been like a month because you just hardly take any photos ever. I go, and- I go through phases, right? Where like, yeah. I'll take a bunch. Like yesterday, like my son's train table, like he stopped playing with his like wooden train. So I just gathered up any of the Legos we had had that we bought. Mm-hmm. And now it's like a Lego table. So we were like playing with that. And I was taking pictures of little Lego city, which is kind of fun. So I did take some pictures yesterday. But oh, all right, cool. I'll take some more this weekend because the, the phone's camera is pretty quick and stuff like that. So I'll dive into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot we still don't know. and uh, But at least you got one. So be on the lookout, everyone, for Kellen's freaking first 10 things tips and tricks full review oh it's oh, gonna be a blast i would be much more excited about working with the one plus than with the lg g7 thin q because man this uh we're, this, we're gonna get to that i know i'm sorry so scott in the chat asked uh scott? any obvious compromises obvious and, compromises. Uh, <laughs> there's well there's two well a couple things there's no verizon or sprint if you're on sprint so if you're on those, you, you can't use this phone. The water resistance isn't real water resistance, so just be aware of that. I, I don't know what else is is really... There's no wireless charging if you care about that. There's no SD card slot if you care about that, but they do put lots of storage in their phones at still pretty reasonable prices. So, uh, you know, the notch, some people just, they really hate the look. 
like I said, I I complained for a long time about people copying Apple. That was my beef with the notch. Like, look, this phone doesn't look terrible. It's got a notch. I, it doesn't notch. like really offend me. Like what I was offended about for so long was the fact that I just felt like everyone was copying Apple and that pissed me off. But this is where they're all going. So I hate to just say we just have to get used to it, but we kind of just have to get used to it. Like this phone has it, LG phone you have has it, the Huawei phone has it. Uh, Essential will probably put another notch in whatever their next phone is if they release one. I mean, don't we just expect Google's phones are going to have notches? They built in support to the OS. I know that's not a guarantee they will, but seems like we're getting to the point where Google's probably doing it too. So, you know, most of these companies are putting in a software tweak where you can black out the area like LG did. These guys are doing it. Uh, I think Huawei did like they're giving people the option because people are complaining about the look of it. So I, I don't think that notch on either phone is reason enough for, you know, do you like pass on it if you were considering it? That's all I would say. You know, I don't see anything as too much of a compromise considering the price uh, at right. starting price of five twenty nine. Um, sure, it's only six gigs of RAM, sixty four gigs of storage, baby stuff. But when you're talking about a quality phone like that, um, you know that still has the the other top of the line specs. You know, it's got the cameras, it's got the Qualcomm eight forty five. It should get P. You know, I mean, this is going to be a supported device. Um, it doesn't seem like a bad deal, and it doesn't seem like there's that much compromise, uh, especially in terms of the IP rating, too. Um, it really just depends on like what you're looking for. I don't know if I know of a user where this phone's going to be like, oh, it doesn't have this. Like, okay, say for the LG G7, like, I can only recommend this to someone who's a total audio freak, you know, who needs mm-hmm. the headphone jack and the quad DAC and all that. Right. Because other than that, this phone doesn't offer anything that Samsung isn't offering. And in that same breath, I have to mention that the skin is just so damn bad that you just don't even want to use it. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of pros and cons for each phone, but in terms of compromises for the one plus six, I don't know if there are any, the problem is, is that we've got new pixels coming and you've probably got a one plus six T coming like around November, October. And that's got to piss you off. You know, as, as, as someone who, I think everyone who's bought like the first phone in the year from OnePlus has gotten screwed by them saying, here's the, the T version of this phone. And yeah, it's a better processor or whatever, you know, like that, that can mean a lot to someone in terms of the longevity of their device. So I think we've all learned our lesson. Don't buy the OnePlus 6 and just wait for the 6T <laughs> unless you really like the 6 or, and we don't expect the 6T to come. Like we just don't even know what to expect. I, I think we still probably are expecting a 6T. I think Carl Pay sat down for a couple interviews leading up to the launch where he talked about they're still on a two-release schedule. The only thing is, what are they going to improve? Right? Like, if we talk about this, right? Because like, that is the thing. We've seen people say, no, I'm not going to buy that. I'll just wait for the 6T. So there won't be a new Snapdragon processor they can put in it. They've got, already got six and eight gig RAM and storage. So those probably can't really change. So they could tweak like the camera, right? They could, they could change the camera completely, which would be kind of crazy if they actually did that. So that would suck. If they did that, right? Like if the 60 has a massively upgraded camera that stomps all over this, then yeah, people should be pissed. The other thing is they have a glass back now. They could put wireless charging in it. So that could make some people mad. Like, yeah, I bought this phone like four months ago and I wanted wireless charging and now you put it in. Sure. Um, 
And the other thing, it could be more water resistant. Like maybe they're still working on that. Otherwise, I'm not really sure what they what they improve upon unless they, you know, get rid of the bottom chin and it really looks more like an iPhone. Like like the improvements there, I don't know that they're that huge, right? Unless you are a diehard wireless charging guy and they put that in, that pisses you off and they improve the water resistance. Otherwise, the only thing I would really be mad about is if the camera just got dramatically better. And I don't know if they're even capable of doing that that quickly. So like in years past, like last year, the one plus five, right? Cause it had the fingerprint reader on the front. It didn't have that full display front. And then the five T did like, yeah, it was kind of a big change in one plus five users probably should have been a little mad this year. I don't know really know how they're going to improve this phone that much, to be honest, other than offer different colors or something. That's true. There's not like a ton to improve upon. I mean, this is it the best one plus phone ever. Probably. Is it the best one plus phone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the only the only thing I would say no about the five T is great because it's the full display front and it has a metal back, not glass. So yeah. this thing, the only thing that really bugs me about it is the glass back, okay. and it's just because I'm so like this. Like right before the show, went upstairs, took a shower, got ready, and my bathroom counter is kind of like a slightly rougher tile. I don't really know how to explain it. And I was like, I, I can't even put this phone down on my bathroom counter. Like, you already scratched it. Well, no, I didn't. I put it, you I had to like put it down it on, on something, something else. Right. Yeah. I got to grab the towel off the towel rack and put it on. Like, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I know I could wear a case. I don't use cases. I hate cases. So, that's the only thing I don't want to, every time I set my phone down, like question, like, well, I'm going to scratch it. I'm just going to get that new, new black with the kind of matte fin, you know, like, oh man, the glass too, with, the, though. with the teeny, teeny, tiny holes in it uh, to make it corrosive and whatnot. Oh, baby. Sounds awesome. <laughs> I kind of want to read that so people can actually hear what you're talking about. So the, the he's talking about the midnight black, which is like a matte finish underneath the glass because it's underneath one of explains it as we used corrosion on the surface of the glass to carefully create countless tiny holes allowing the layer beneath it to permeate through the glass it's really funny. Oh, permeate yeah so uh anyway yeah i don't I'm, I'm with you i don't think there's like really any compromises i also somebody in the chat said look if you need a new phone you need a new phone you buy what's good today i tend to kind of agree with that if you're constantly looking forward you're probably just never going to buy anything except the pixel three is coming. <laughs> pixel three is coming guys. Do not buy any phone. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Pixel three is going to be the truth. It, it probably is. It probably will be. Uh, so I think that's it with the one plus, like we said, we'll have tons of, uh, content coming surrounding us. If you guys want to know anything in particular, just let us know. Um, one plus did announce a second product at the event. It was a little awkward, but uh, it was called uh, Bullets Wireless. Their new earbuds. So OnePlus, for those not familiar, has made uh, their own earbuds for a number of years. They're called Bullets. Uh, I wore some like a couple weeks ago, and they were not comfortable. Like I was, I needed some just simple, cheap earbuds, and I was like, oh, I think I have some OnePlus ones from a couple years ago. I pulled them out, wore them. They hurt my ears. So uh, these ones though are wireless, and they kind of have like the collary thing that goes around and sits on your neck. It's not quite as big as some of those like LG ones. And then they are wired and they come up in your ears. And uh, I think they're like sport ready. So like you can sweat them and things like that. They fast charge over USB-C. Um, 
They're Bluetooth buds. They cost sixty nine bucks though, which is a pretty That's good pretty price. Good yeah, I mean the price is pretty good. Um, they use Qualcomm's AptX, which is their like audio codec that should produce you know better sound. And what do they have like in energy tubes in them or something? Yeah, energy tubes with some millimeter driver, et cetera, et cetera. Sweet. They're sixty nine dollar buds. They're not going to be great. They're, I mean, they probably like we haven't tested them or anything. But why are we calling them wireless? I hate it when companies call something wireless and they have a huge wire on them. You know, like I well, get yeah. they're. The collar thing, I'm not a fan of the collar. I just, I hate it. I would rather have like an AirPods ripoff. You know, you're ripping Apple off for everything else. Why not the AirPods? Because those are cool. <laughs> well, so there's there's this confusion in the industry of wireless, right? So wireless has meant for the last couple of years, so Apple screwed this all up, right? So wireless has meant not attached to your phone, right? So wireless, Bluetooth, and that's why like Apple and some of these other ones are now calling theirs true wireless. True? <laughs> yeah. no. I, I think is the proper term for those. And I, I I'm with you on that. Like if we're doing it, why aren't, you know, like AirPods are not true, not AirPods. I mean, um, pixel buds, not true wireless. Cause they have that stupid cord between them. Yeah. We, we want AirPods. There that's is. I mean, I, I mean, people are saying they are Bluetooth, not 3.5 millimeters. So they are wireless. No, right. bruh, they're not. Look, there's a massive wire connecting them and you have to have it around your neck. That's wired. Right. Sorry. I, I, yeah. And you're right in that, but I think the industry wireless just means Bluetooth. True wireless means no wires at all. I refuse to yeah. say true wireless <laughs> when wireless speaks for itself. Wireless. So 69 bucks um, during the presentation, they tried to sell it as being Google assistant integrated. Um, but David Ruddock from Android police like tweeted out right afterwards. Like I had a demo with these and they weren't, they're not they're, They don't have Google assistant built in. <laughs> they uh, you like press the button and it, yeah, it might launch assistant, but it's not like the, there's there like two of you now. Did you get disconnected? Oh yeah. I got disconnected hardcore, but thankfully I was able to jump right back in. Anyway, can is it auto again? Like, can everyone see me when I talk or not? Mm, no, it's oh, still not well. flipping. I wonder why that just broke like mid show. I mean, if I click on you like I did right now, man, it's no whatever. How awkward. Anyways, the Google Assistant integration is apparently faux assistant. It's just like normal assistant integration. It's not like the Sony headphones that got updated this week with real Google Assistant or like Pixel Bud Assistant where it'll read notifications back to you and there's all these special commands. These are apparently like you just long press a button and it'll fire up Assistant, but not in the way they kind of maybe described it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Big old controversy drama. Google yeah, Assistant. Right. Google Assistant in the headphones, yeah. yeah. Maybe not maybe not real there. All right, anyway, that's one plus stuff. So we have one. We'll uh yeah. we'll do that full review. We'll let you guys know what you think. But like I like I said before, I ever had the phone, it just seems like a no-brainer purchase. Interesting. All right. I All say right, wait for the Pixel 3, but well, yeah. I, the other thing is budget, right? If your budget is a uh, 500 bucks, 600 bucks. The Pixel yeah. phones won't be won't be that cheap. No, maybe, that's maybe. true. Good point. Good point. Fine point. All right. Uh, you want to talk about the LG G7? Oh, you yeah. had one. Let's share some thoughts on the G7. Yeah, so we got the G7 uh, Think, ThinQ, um, early last week, right before Google I.O. kicked off. And so I've been using it since then, basically. Going to have full review coming up here pretty soon, uh, just so I can get it over with. But here it is right here. LG G7 ThinQ. I still plan on heading down to my local grocery store with a camera 
and just a sign that says thin Q and having people read it out to have them tell me how they pronounce think and thin Q. So some type of something got lost in translation there with the marketing department. Anyway, LG G7 thin Q, you know, it reminds me a lot of the G6, uh, but it has a notch. Um, it's all the same software. You know, we, we haven't gotten some huge change still LG's UX UI. It's not great. Uh, but you know, it's not, it's not great. There's, there's a lot of features, you know, it's, it's getting to that point where it feels like Samsung's kind of old, but Samsung's also doing this too, right? Where they kind of, they cut it back. They trimmed it down a little bit, their skin, but now they're starting to rebloat it with all this other stuff. And, even if you head into the uh, the set the settings toggles there, you can see. I mean, there's just like so much stuff that they want to cram down your throat. Do they still uh, have like Q slide and Q memo and all that weird stuff in there? That stuff I think is still in there, but it's actually a little bit harder to find. Everything, <laughs> okay. yeah, everything now, from what I can tell, is inside of. I wish I could find it. I'm running Nova, so it's kind of hard to find stuff because I hide a lot. But um, I'll get all that for you. But but we do have Capture Plus, which is nice. Um, but as I was saying, they let me just talk about the hardware first. The hardware is nice. Uh, on the back, of course, you, you have the glass. Uh, you have the fingerprint reader, which is now just a fingerprint reader. It doesn't double as a power button, which is one of the things that really, I think, annoyed Kellen and Elise and myself uh, with LG phones. Uh, when you would go to, say, lock the phone, but it read your fingerprint instead, and it, it was sort of a mess. Um, dedicated uh, Google Assistant button on the left side there, below the volume up and down. Very nice little button to have, if you uh, since we don't have squeezy sides. Yeah, do you use that button, actually? I do. Um, I actually have found that it goes off accidentally, but I'm okay with it, because at least it's Google Assistant and not Bixby, like on the Samsung phone. Like, on the Samsung phone, I just instantly disable that. On this... I actually don't think you can disable uh, the button, but I'm sure they will offer that. But yeah, not not there at the at the moment. Um, other than that, you know, I, I really like the hardware. I'm I've been enjoying the boombox speaker. Mm-hmm. What's actually quite funny here? Let me pull up here. Uh, this was actually really funny. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. All right, here we go. So. You would think, you know, brand new phone, flagship device from LG, that there'd be like some awesome, like crazy cool stuff. There are three things that LG like really highlights for this phone. And that's the boombox speaker, which ain't all that great. It's cool, but ain't all that great because you lose the size of your battery. Uh, and, you know, you just got a hole in the back of your phone, basically. And you can hear it sounds hollow when you tap on the back. Um, the super bright display, which is they went back to LCD. So it's technically not the greatest thing ever because you're losing OLED and getting LCD. Yeah, it's bright in the daytime and all that. And you can you can tweak it. You can change the settings in the settings menu, which is nice. Uh, and then AI cam, which I have enabled once. And it slows down the phone so much when trying to just like snap really? a shot. You just don't even bother with it. So the three things that they say are great about the phone, I don't even think are all that great. So that's really been like my struggle position, right? Like I hate, I hate to review phones where it's like, okay, this phone's like, it's not all that great. You know I mean? There's some cool stuff. Like I I like the way it looks and 
you know, the notch doesn't bug me and they offer software and you, you can play with the notch. You can change the notch, change the color. You can get like a color gradient. Going get colorful. On yeah. Yeah. That's always, Oh my cool. God. Look at switching. I got, oh. bo- I got booted like a hard crash. I, that's what I got too. Yeah. Yeah. So there was uh, hang on. Obviously look at it though. It's switching again. Nice. Well, go us. Good job. Hangouts. Nice. Hangouts. All we yeah. need to do is get kicked anyway. So to go from the, you know, V30, I thought last year in the V30, I thought LG was like, okay, we are like on the brink for LG, dude. Like they've got the hardware. Now all we need is the software. Oh my God. They took a step back. Uh, they, they gave us, I mean, even with the notch, we've still got solid bottom chin here, solid, solid bottom, chin. bottom chin. And not only that, the space between the display and the bezel, you know, there's kind of like that black border around it. Um, that exists. And, you know, it, again, I don't want to stress on it too much because, you know, it feels good in hand. It's a good looking phone. I have this kind of grayish, silverish mirror. It back. is a good looking phone. I would agree with that. It's a good looking phone. Feels good in hand. Um, there's just no, there is absolutely zero wow factor here. No wow factor. I've taken plenty of pictures. The camera's okay. It's kind of slow. Uh, and you know what? Like the LG sensors, whatever they got, the software they're using, it's not all that great. Sure, you get the the wide angles and all that, but dude, it's yeah. just not that great. Wait, like so compared we, to the Pixel, the Pixel blows this way. We kind of talked about this right when the when they first announced the the G7. We had a show. I think that was the show where I was cutting out and dying. But oh, yeah. that if that, that this launch for LG feels so like, underwhelming. Un- yeah, that's a good way to put it, underwhelming. And it seems like they almost are admitting that in their presentation of it. Like there was no. There was no giant press reveal. I mean, they did have an event, but it wasn't streamed. Not that many press went there. Um, they don't seem to really be doing crazy promotion around. It's like they know that it's not going to be the king of all king phones. I don't know if they hope that the V is, is it 35, 40. What's the next? Well, there's a rumored 35. Are they not making a 40? So I, I don't know what LG's doing this year. We thought they were redoing everything and starting over and everything was going to be great and they were going to come fresh with something new. And it starts, it kind of feels like the same. It's almost like they were going to redo it. And then somebody went, no, we got to sell something new. And it's kind of been this underwhelming launch of the G7. Um, you know, it comes out in a couple of weeks, like June 1st is the day. And, you know, whenever we talk about it, write about it, do a video about it, like, None of you guys watching this or listening to this seem to care. It's 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 kind of sad to see, but it's frustrating. Sad, yeah. yeah, I thought they would have. I mean, they have a new head of their mobile business, and I thought maybe we were going to see some like drastic changes. And for this to be the phone that there was like tons of hype about, right? Like LG killed the G7. We're gonna get a rebrand, and they started from scratch. There is no effing way they started from scratch and this is like what they came up with. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's got a boombox speaker. So yeah, you know, you're playing some music. Cool. You put it down on the table. It gets a little louder. Oh, cool. Uh, the galaxy S nine with dual stereo speakers, pixel two XL dual stereo speakers. Like those phones get louder. Uh, at least from what I've can tell. So yeah, no, I don't have a decibel reader. But I don't really need one. <laughs> they had one there. That we they did have there. one, and it, it the G7 Thin Q literally got one decibel louder than the <laughs> S9 Plus on full blast. Yeah. So, so everyone in the chat says it's not switching on their screen, and I'm watching the video over there, and it's not switching. Oh. It's switching for you and I again, but uh, not over. Honestly, guys, I just listen care. to the audio. 
Yeah, just shut us down. <laughs> it's Friday. Go enjoy your weekend. If you're watching <laughs> us at work, there's a problem. You're not doing anything. Get out of there. T- tell your boss I said it's a cool. Yeah, see, everyone's like, it's just Tim. It's just Tim. That's fine. I, just, I mean, I just, you know, I just give up at this point. I <laughs> just give up. Yeah. All right, yeah. I got it clicked on me. All right. So uh, again, for there. me, it, it's only ever on you unless I click on myself like that. Now I got me, but I always, I just have it on you. Yeah, it's super weird. Because, yeah, I guess because <laughs> yeah. I'm the host, I, it flips for me to show me who's talking. And that's usually how it shows in the YouTube window. Oh. Now it has no idea. Like, I've been clicked on me for a while, and, like, I'm watching the stream over there. What if I click this one? It's because there's, like, four versions of us that open at the bottom now, and, like, Hangouts has no idea what's going on. Yeah, TechX, uh, Tim, will you pay for my day at work? Nah, man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's, like, just you full-time. I can't even switch it to me now, just so you know. Oh, sweet. Well, well hello, everyone. You. This is... <laughs> This is where the magic happens. The rest of the show. I got a Godzilla poster. I got the freaking builder in chief. <laughs> Clown. Uh, good stuff. All right. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, I'll just keep talking. All right. We'll just, we'll, I'll, it's switching on my screen, but it's not for them. Whatever. Maybe it will in the final product. Um, all right. So G7 review, maybe next week. Should we talk about that? Oh, G7 full review. Yep, yeah. next week. Shooting for next week. Early next week. Look for uh, me to for the tips and tricks. Uh, I mean, the phone's not even launching until early next month. Right. So, there's kind of not like a huge rush, right? Because yeah, there's buy, yeah. right. There's not a huge rush, but I still want to get off this phone as quick as possible. <laughs> so there is sort of a rush. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so expect next week to be big G uh, LG G7 Thin Q week. Um, Kellen travels next week for a day, but then we'll be back and ready to rock. All right. So uh, speaking of next week, HTCU 12 plus, well, the name's not official, but we're pretty sure that's what HTC is going to announce next week um, on Wednesday. I believe it's Wednesday. I don't know if there's a time for HTC to announce it. I mean, we'll probably find out at some point what time that is, but. On the 23rd, there's supposed to be something. The thing is, like, HTC is at the point now where they just announce stuff in Taiwan, like, whatever time it is in Taiwan, and then the U.S. press, we just kind of talk about it once that happens. So I, I actually don't know. Uh, though This week, though, uh, pretty massive leak. So EvLeaks posted pictures of the phone in three colors, kind of that see-through clearish glass kind of a maroonish, purplish, reddish one, and then a black version. Um, he also posted up what are clearly press um, spec sheets because it says like at the top, says like embargo and <laughs> like lists everything. So somebody in the press just handed EvLeaks um, the exact spec list. So we kind of know just about everything that's coming in this phone. Uh, so, you know, it's it's obviously spec'd out. We know it'll have a, like HTC always throws in all the specs, right? So it'll have Snapdragon 845. They finally put six gig RAM in the standard model, which is great, and 64 gig storage. There will be 128 gig version. It has boom sound again. Uh, they went six inch Quad HD Super LCD six. So they always go with them LCDs, even though I think we're mostly fans of AMOLEDs around these parts. Um, it doesn't have a notch, so if you hate notches, you should be happy with that. It has a dual camera setup on the back. And for those who probably just don't know, because you probably haven't bought an HTC phone in a while, HTC has been putting some of the best cameras in the business in their phones the last couple of years. Like the U11 camera was 
really good. And just no one knows because no one bought the phone. But so the camera could be really good. I don't know how they'll do with a dual camera setup, but could be solid. Uh, it's got sense squeeze sense. What's it called? Edge sense, the new squeezy thing. You got it's it. Got edge sense version two with some extra stuff. There's there's a hint of pressure sensitive buttons on the phone, which could be kind of fun to tweak, play with that stuff if you care. Android 8.0, HTC Sense, 3,500 milliamp hour battery. Uh, what else? USB-C, no headphone jack, but they usually include their Usonic USB-C earbuds in the box, which are actually pretty good buds. What pisses me off about HTC, and this is a USB-C problem, they've programmed them so that there's like a basically a chip in there that only lets them work with HTC phones. So I have U- HTC USB-C Usonic buds in a drawer over here. I can't use them unless I use an HTC phone. It's really stupid. Is everyone just staring at you? Yeah. And like my shoulders are hurting, so I'm trying to like work them out. And they're like too much. <laughs> I can't switch it. I tried. Here, I mean, I, now I've just clicked on the one that's like a blank droid light. We'll see if it gives people that. Uh, it has IP68 water and dust resistance. So it's got everything. It looks great. Like I actually think the phone looks pretty good. Um, it's got everything you would probably want in a phone. You know, it has HTC Sense, but their Sense has gotten somewhat better in recent years. Uh, the only problem is, like, I don't know that we expect it to be sold on a carrier. Maybe that's changed, so you have to buy it unlocked. People just in the U.S. don't do that. I, you know, uh, this I mean, phone is set up for failure. That, that's kind of the way it feels. Like, we'll obviously find out those details next week as in terms of how they plan to sell the thing. But, uh, you know, and if if the past couple of years give us any sort of idea, you're right, it is kind of set up for failure. Which, which is too is bad because it looks great. <laughs> exactly. Which is too bad. Uh, if they bring that option with the see-through back, finally, you know, they screwed us last year yeah, on that U, U11 Plus. That's what I want to see all that stuff. I want to see those workings. I want to see those coils for the wireless charging or NFC, whatever they got going on back there. So I want all that. I love that look. Uh, but again, I mean, no notch. Right. So you've got this huge forehead, chin, this dual camera thing going on. Speak. <laughs> Sorry, I just muted you, I think. Oh, that's a, okay. Anyway. Well, I'm trying, to fix, See the, trying to fix the damn thing. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Like I hid you from the broadcast. Oh, what happens God. if I like present me to everyone? You are presenting to everyone. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Stop that right now. Okay. Oh, hey, oh. switch. It flipped. So if I said present me to everyone? I guess. Oh, no, it's because I killed you, so it switched me. It was when I killed you, I think, when I totally muted you out. No, no, I think present yourself. Present. Oh, except I go mute. Present to everyone. Hello. I, hello, I, I think hello. you can still talk. Can I present myself? No. <laughs> People said they saw me, but I haven't seen a switch over there in the stream, so. Yeah, so you still did. Hey everyone, this is just, I'm so sick of hangout. So we, by the way, we are, we have looked at using an alternate broadcast solution. Like it would still be through YouTube, but it wouldn't be hangouts. We're just having some difficulties fully getting that figured out with the two of us in different locations. So the best way for me to do, or the best way I think for us to do is just get together, you know, uh, at a local Starbucks and we'll just stream from there, like on the same camera feed. It would be kind of dope. That would be dope. We just take over a coffee shop. 
That'd be sick. <laughs> Join together each week for the uh, the DL show. Yeah, I could dig it. I could. But yeah, uh, as I was saying, uh, no notch on the U12 plus. So you got big forehead, big chin. I don't know if it's a great looking phone. I mean, it just looks like an HTC phone. And yeah, I don't think does. it's going to make much of a ripple. Uh, so yeah. probably not even as good as it probably will be. It probably won't. Yeah. Like the U11 last year was a really nice phone. Yeah. That's and, that, and that didn't have the all display front. Like it was kind of left behind a little bit, but otherwise like software and performance and battery life and camera, mm. we're all excellent on it. So this yeah. phone probably will be good, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And it probably won't be that cheap. So, Oh no, this is going to be like an $800 phone, dude. Oh yeah. I would think so. Looking at that spec list and all the stuff they put in there, it's probably going to be an $800. Phone. Someone's got to pay the bills. Lots of bills piling up there. I can imagine. Google already paid the bill. What do you mean? They spent like a billion and a half. That took like 5% of their debt. (laughs) It was like nothing. (laughs) All right. So while I was gone last week, EvLeaks posted that there's going to be a Pixel. uh, Well, he said a couple of things. He said Pixel 3, Pixel 3 XL, second gen Pixel Buds, and a Pixel branded watch. Yeah. I mentioned this earlier in the show, but Pixel Watch. No, <laughs> where are these details around it? Did he? Uh-huh. he just said it's coming, maybe. Yeah, with that, yeah, that's all we know is that uh, the source that he's close with says Pixel branded watch coming with Pixel Three. So, man, you've been asking know, for one for a couple of years. It, like Google needed to make their own watch. They should have done uh, it two years ago, but maybe they were also waiting for Qualcomm to get it together. We basically had the Pixel Watch. What was that last year with the LG Watch Sport and style? Right, there was two yeah, like, of them. Make them, yeah. Yeah, they wore. They had the latest and greatest build of Android Wear, and those things sucked. So I don't know why anyone is going to get excited for a Pixel branded watch. That's not going to change anything. It's not going to make Wear OS any good. The well, hardware, the hardware might be cool, but yeah, the only thing I toss out is that we're getting that new chip, possibly new hardware style with more mechanically look to it. Maybe. Oh, great. I guess we'll see, right? I mean, yeah, we don't really know anything about it other than we might finally get Google's version of a watch. I'm typically the one who tries to stay very positive and optimistic towards things, and Kellen's like the hater. And you this time, OS, I'm going to be the hater and say that this thing is going to suck. And Kellen can be like, well, no, new chip, new mechanical design, et cetera. Like, no, it's going to suck. Yeah, you're, you're not a fan of Wear OS, which I get. I'm, I don't really like it either, but... It never well, sold me, you know, like back when the watches look good, like the Moto 360 original Huawei watch, even the Moto 360 second gen, like these watches looked good. Now all we have are these fitness things, the Huawei watch Two, the new balance stuff like that's all crap. It's all the same plastic junk. And that's not what people I don't think that's what people want on their wrist. You know, I want the I want that classic timepiece look. Yeah. And that's just not what we are getting. The problem for me is that the OS sucks. Like I don't like the way Wear OS handles notifications and like all the different taps and swipe. Like Wear OS is confusing. Mm-hmm. I use it off and on pretty regularly. I still don't know how it works. Like you get a notification, you kind of swipe and then you tap and then it gets you to a new screen where you can sometimes tap again on another screen or there's like some pre-recorded replies or then you can swipe it away. And like when you're on the home screen, like if you swipe left or right, it like takes you into a watch face choosing. Like that should take me to my app drawer. Like it used to, like they made it so confusing and terrible. Like the problem, the problem with it is the OS sucks. Like they need to redo wear OS to make it actually usable. Cause in its current state, it is bad. I try, 
I tried. I tried. <laughs> it used to be better. Actually, the first version was better than the current version, which oh. is really sad. I liked it better when it was just like a Google Now card yeah, style. That's when it was literally. good. Yeah, it was fine. Better, Long yeah. press, change your watch face, all that, and then you're done. Swipe over to get to your app list. Now there's like buttons, and they're like, well, you have to press that button to go here. And sometimes you can swipe to go back. It, it's, it's actually a disaster. I agree. All right. I got beef in the chat, though. I got beef. Alfredo says Samsung Gear S3 is the best smartwatch so far. Dude, and Rick right below him dropped a little arrow going, that guy, what he said. No, <laughs> Samsung watches have terrible software. <laughs> and what I say is app integration is what's the problem there. So, for example, the biggest running app on the planet, I think, is probably Strava. Uh, you can't yeah. use Strava on samsung watches it doesn't work like they do they don't have a third-party ecosystem it's terrible like i think endomondos this is just one example right it used to be just nike like the first couple of gear s smartwatches, they built in nike's running software and if you didn't use that use somebody else's you were just screwed like that was the only one you could use and so the app situation on it is awful. Like at least Wear OS, most apps just kind of have some sort of Wear OS integration where they kind of work. Samsung, like while the battery life might be better and they have the cool twisty bezel, um, the app support on them is terrible. So that like that's my problem there. Like Samsung created probably a better platform, watch platform in general. And uh, their watches do look pretty nice and the hardware is great. But for whatever reason, they've never pushed like to bring in more app people. See, like S Health's on there. They like, their I, own, I, don't, I don't use S Health. Uh, that's your problem. Yeah. S Health is like, awesome. Bigsby's probably on it, I bet. I don't know. So I think their watches are fine. The problem is there's no apps. Like there's no apps at all on them. Hmm. That's the only problem. I think there's too many apps. You know, like... That's the thing. I guess maybe I just, maybe, you know, I like the tech and all that, but maybe I just don't want a bunch of apps. Like, I don't want to be that connected. I don't know. Plus, anyone who runs, you know, more than I do, which is like none, you know, maybe they have need for like a fitness device. And I guess I just don't. I don't know. That's why I wear this Garmin. Garmin. Yeah. If you're going to drop the dough, get a real fitness device, you know, don't, don't rely on where well, I, mean, I would love for this to be like if, if the if the new wear watches last two or three days, even because this thing lasts like two weeks, I charge like and it has some smarts. Like I get notifications and stuff. But if Wear OS lasted like three days and I got those smarts and, and the GPS actually worked pretty good, I would probably ditch this for that, maybe just to get an extra level of smarts. But at this point, it's so bad. And then for me, yeah, the Samsung stuff just because there's not apps. Mm. You keep bringing up Pebble. Stop bringing up Pebble. Pebble, Pebble was terrible. That was one of those things like I tried to sell my cell phone because I was like, it's right. kind of cool. It lasts forever. It's got this weird paper display or whatever. Pebble was so bad. Yeah. There's a reason they're gone. Yeah. There's a reason Fitbit bought them for pennies. Yeah. Sean is saying I should try lip syncing what you're saying. I tried for like a saying. It's kind of hard because I don't know what you're going to say. You know, I even like- refreshed the stream over here thinking like maybe everyone just needs to refresh to get the switching. It didn't work. It's still just you. <laughs> Yeah, it's just stuck on you. I can't do anything about it. It's hard, man, yeah. to lip sync. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, and just another week of technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, it's again, yeah, phone, yeah. Know? Last time was my internet. Now it's just straight up YouTube, or I mean, Hangouts jank. Yeah, at least you're not getting yeah. in on a nasty mood like you did the last time. You were just you were over it. So over the internet last time. God damn it. 
All right, let's change subject. So YouTube announced some big stuff in the, in the middle of the <laughs> night the other night. It's like Wednesday night, Tuesday night, 16th. That was Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Anyway, Wednesday night out of nowhere, YouTube goes, hey, look, we're announcing YouTube music. Uh, it's going to be our new streaming music service. And we're also uh, changing the name of YouTube Red to YouTube Premium. And we're hiking the price up. And it was kind of a lot to take in. And I still do not understand why they announced it at like midnight, the middle of the night. It was it was odd. So for, uh, if, if you're confused, YouTube Music, yes, there is already a YouTube Music. And it's an app that pulls in just music from YouTube. And it's gotten some updates recently. So it's actually supposedly better. This is not that. Oh. <laughs> Well, kind of. I imagine they're just going to update that app with whatever the new service is. But anyway, on Tuesday, so on the 22nd, I believe that is, they're going to actually launch YouTube Music. And when they launch YouTube Music, it'll cost 10 bucks a month, just like every streaming service does. And they're going to... Actually, the, the screenshots they show, it kind of looks like Spotify. Um, but obviously, it pulls music from YouTube but you should be able to find full albums, but you can also find like exclusive YouTube content, like covers of songs I'd imagine and special releases that are just there. Um, and you should be able to create your own library and all that stuff, just like you do on any music service. Um, so it costs 10 bucks a month. Uh, YouTube red is changing to YouTube premium. And for new subscribers that will cost 12 bucks a month or 1199. And it costs that much because it now includes YouTube music, which is a music service. This is, it's kind of, this is going to get confusing. Just try to bear with me. So you have YouTube premium and YouTube premium is no ads, uh, background listening, probably downloads and offline support, that sort of thing. Um, and YouTube music. Well, I guess I should say there's a free YouTube music that has ads or there's YouTube music premium. Oh my God, this is getting so confusing. What? <laughs> so YouTube Music's paid tier is actually called YouTube Music Premium. Right. And then YouTube Red is just called YouTube, YouTube Premium. Premium. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> You're really in here. So <laughs> with YouTube Premium, if you pay the 12 bucks, you get YouTube Music Premium subscription, which makes sense. YouTube Red used to get Google Play Music subscription. That's still sort of the case. <laughs> Google Play Music has not gone away yet. If you have a YouTube, I'm sorry, if you have a Google Play Music subscription, you get to keep it. And whatever your price is that you're paying right now, you still get to keep that. Uh, that used to include YouTube Red. It will now include YouTube Premium. So even if you're like one of those grandfather people that's still paying the $7.99 original price, oh, you apparently get to keep that. Even though YouTube Premium will cost 12 bucks to everyone else, it's only going to cost you that same 8 bucks, And you get YouTube Music Premium with it. You get all the stuff that you have. So that hasn't really changed. Kind of just rebranding, upping the price on one thing for new people, that sort of thing. Did any of that make sense? I Absolutely. Think we got there. I think we got there, right? Google's dumb because <laughs> if you buy one of these, you get all of these, you know? So the fact that there's a ton of different names for everything, like it's just, it shouldn't it just be one thing? Just call it YouTube Premium. YouTube Premium comes with all this different stuff, but it, oh, if you sign up for one, you get the other one. Like, don't have different things you can subscribe to you know like the play music and the youtube red like we've had play music since it was announced at io what was that like six yeah, i still years have ago. a 799 account yeah i still have my 799 account i'll never drop it ever either. and uh as they've announced new things like youtube red and all that we've never had to pay for it they just they group it into even though they're like completely different things 
they've given it to us for free. So why not just have one thing, call it YouTube Premium, kill the names of everything else, and just have that be it? You know, it's it's very confusing. Um, I don't know, like, I finally tried Spotify Premium because they give you that month trial, and I'm like, okay, this is cool, but, like, I like being able to upload my own music to everything. And the, and the YouTube brand is such a powerful brand that no matter what they put behind YouTube, whether it be premium or music pro or whatever, like they just need to, they need to simplify what they're offering. Cause that was confusing as hell. So it was, it was super. If it, The problem is it's confusing to people that are already, you know, a Google play music subscriber who already had red, like it's really confusing for them. The, yeah. the basic idea there is you just need to know that you get to keep your subscription and nothing really changes for you. Just some names do, but for new subscribers, yeah, you get YouTube premium. If you want, it's 12 bucks or you just do YouTube music premium for 10. So what about YouTube gaming. Services. Is anything happening with that? Or is that leaving? I mean, that's still just whatever service it is. Right. What I'm about sure. YouTube TV? Is that staying the same? YouTube TV premium or no, just YouTube <laughs> really? TV. That's too yeah. much. That's too so much. Get, cash. Yeah, YouTube gaming premium. Everything yeah. just has the premium name. Uh, so the thing is with Google play music. So we reported like a couple weeks ago, that Google play music was going to die once this thing launched. Well, we said by the end of the year, it's going to die. Yes. Um, and Google won't commit to anything yet. <laughs> Um, they told us at the time in a statement on the record that said, yes, we've combined YouTube music and Google play music teams. Cause we want to have one offering. Like they said that to you, you can go read our post. It's, it's a statement from them. It says we want to have one streaming offering. So Google play music is going to die. And our source said that it's going to die at the end of the year. Um, Google hasn't announced that. So that could change. I don't know. Maybe they no one will sign up for YouTube Music and they'll just keep Google Play Music alive. I don't know. But they did say to us in a statement that uh, they were combined to have one service. And it makes sense. They don't need two music services. That's dumb. And they should just use YouTube because everything's on YouTube. Like yeah. the YouTube Music thing actually makes sense. I don't know why they didn't do this from the get-go. I don't know. I'm not big on mixing my chocolate with peanut butter, you know? And YouTube Music I just, I guess I've never understood it because YouTube has music, but it's confusing to me because Google has Google Play Music. I right. Don't I'm know. just saying out of the gate, they should have not oh. had Google Play Music. They should have just said, we have YouTube Music because that's where all the music already is. Right. I you totally agree. It's stupid of them. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's a, it's very complex. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so another quick news, and then we'll wrap up because we're about damn two hours, and everyone's been staring at you for the last hour. I tried on you, hoping it would change because I think I'm in control now. I don't even know. No, it's great because as we're talking on my screen, it's totally flipping, but for no one else. So, oh, okay. Uh, so, AT&T and Verizon randomly this week announced that they will sell Red's Hydrogen One phone. If you guys remember that phone, it's like the twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, fifteen dollar. $1,500 phone or whatever it is from red, the camera maker. We've talked about it a couple times, but, and we talked about how they kept saying carriers were going to support, sell this phone. And we just laughed at them. Like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And then, yeah, this week, AT&T Verizon like, yeah, we're actually going to sell that thing, which is kind of a slap in the face to like HTC. Like no, neither of these carriers sell HTC phones anymore. And yet they're going to sell this like $1,500 red phone. That's got a weird holographic screen. Like it's kind of a gimmick and like, that's, that's not a good look for HTC. Not a good look for HTC. I mean, AT and T's not even carrying the G7 thin Q, so I don't know. It just seems like uh, things aren't going so hot for these. Yeah. Like the, you know those 
established Android OEMs, you know, yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, LG, yeah, you're right, AT&T passed on the G7. Yeah, but we can't get OnePlus on Verizon, you know, like, what? what is That's this? That's a OnePlus choice, I think. They don't probably don't want to deal with it. It's expensive to get certified for Verizon, I think. And why is Red doing it? Red is making a phone for five people. And I know. Gonna buy it it. Like, we're actually excited because we're just going to be like, hey, you need Verizon. Can we get a review? Get a review? <laughs> exactly. Uh, out here buying $1,500 phones with holographic displays and what? Modular holographic phones. No. Yeah, with $700 camera attachments. Get the hell out of here. I, you know, I'm not uh, Michael Bay. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, and then finally, this happened also last week while I was gone. Verizon, they didn't even really announce this. People just discovered it, I think. They have this smart, I'm sorry, this wireless service called Visible. And it's uh, it's on iOS only at this point, and it's through an app, right? Like you, if you're on iOS, you can download this app and say, yeah, I want this. And they'll send you a SIM card like overnight or something. And you slap it in your phone and sign up and it's 40 bucks a month. And that's unlimited everything. Of course, the data is throttled down to five megabits per second and that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Did they, has anyone said if it's coming to Android yet? Like we don't know, right? Uh, They said they'd keep me in the loop. Okay. So it's iOS only, but it's just weird that Verizon's announced this, this service. Uh, I guess AT&T also has cricket. So maybe this is, going to be verizon's cricket or something maybe not really sure uh you know because they already have their own prepaid and postpaid services so this it's weird that doesn't really fit uh anyway they're doing that it's called visible what's really funny is can we talk about the prepaid distinction sure it's not so, prepaid so when tim wrote this up he called it pre well i think like when we first talked about it, i was like yeah it's their new prepaid service you wrote it up called it prepaid and like they reached out to tim and we're like Tim, just to clarify, this is not prepaid. It's a month-to-month contract. I don't know why I'm going Trump voice. This is not prepaid, Tim. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think of Verizon. I think of Trump, apparently. Uh, And uh, it's totally prepaid. Like, you pay... Like, I looked at their terms, and it's all pretty vague, right? But it says, like, you pay at the beginning of a month for that month. Like, that's... And it's just month-to-month, like... That's like exactly what prepaid is. And, you know, they use Verizon's network like an MVNO. Like, it's prepaid. Serve. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. No, Tim. It's like they're trying to avoid. Like, they must think that prepaid sounds cheap and like a knockoff. Well, number one, it is a cheap kind of knockoff plan. It's throttled data. It's only 40 bucks a month. And if you call it prepaid or not, like, who cares? But, yeah, they, it's funny they reached out to Tim and were like, Tim, it's, it's not prepaid, buddy. It's it not. was just weird. You know, they, they said, you know, we noticed you positioned Visible as a prepaid <laughs> service. However, Visible doesn't offer any prepaid plans. <laughs> for clarification, Visible only offers one option, a month-to-month contract for $40 a month, which I swear that sounds prepaid. To me. <laughs> it's totally prepaid. It's yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's no, weird. It's not prepaid, Tim. Yes, it is. It you is. Hey, at the beginning of the month, and you, you month to month contract. Yeah, it's weird. And because you guess, can like yeah. pause it, like if you don't pay, like it, your phone just shuts off. <laughs> it shuts off like it a does. prepaid account. Yes, yeah. it just like shuts off, and they'll tell you like, "Hey, buddy, you didn't pay," and then you pay, and then it turns back on. Like it's it's prepaid. Yeah. Oh man. So that was weird. It was weird. All right, I think. uh 
Well, we'll we let did. you guys know if it comes to Android. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. That's like a two-hour show. It's actually a two-hour show. We killed it. Oh, you're right on the dot. Nice. Right the dot. There's a lot going on. Oh, I'm glad we're not doing trivia. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Not doing trivia. We'd be here for another 25 mm. minutes. Yeah, I was but you can all, if you're in the office, just do it. Just get in there. Well, you know, trivia stand up, it. stretch, you know. Um, so walk, you know, to let you know, we, I mean, we, we do do trivia still. We just, we're not doing it today. It was a very long show and yeah, sorry. We announced at the start of the show because it was going to be like a two hour show that we just weren't doing trivia. Sorry. We'll be back as soon as we, uh, <laughs> to HQ trivia. I go. Yeah. Good luck, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. If you missed that at the beginning, we're sorry. We just, we knew it was going to be a long show. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to make it even longer with trivia. And I know you guys probably are only here for the trivia <laughs> for the free stuff it's just sat through some of you just had there two hours missing the initial that sucks that's all right next time we don't do trivia we'll just like every 10 every minutes podcast. in the show we'll just be like hey just so you know we'll have a, a running banner along the bottom yeah just to, no yeah. trivia yeah that banner probably won't work though uh, it'll yeah. just stick on the banner for the whole show that says no <laughs> trivia <laughs> instead of flipping yeah so yeah sorry everyone that came in late one Ugh. question only. One question. Hmm. Name every single phone that Android P beta is available for. Oh, wow. <laughs> I couldn't even do that. <laughs> well, yeah, probably could. But... I-, I couldn't. There's, there's like, some, like Vivo phone. phones in there. Yeah, I have there no idea what they are. HD2X thing. I could do the Oppo because they, they got the R15 on there, right? Yeah, R15. One plus six. <laughs> Pixel 2, Pixel 2 XL. Yeah, Pixel. yeah, you can't forget those. Uh, Essential. Oh, yeah, Essential phone. It, it, it's that Oppo or it's the Vivo phone that I probably just want to get. Because there's two of them. I don't know. Well, the Nokia 7 Plus. Oh, Xiaomi in there. Yeah. One of the mixes. <laughs> yeah, Mi Mix 2S. Yeah. Oh, here's a funny story. <clears throat> Mi Mix uh, 2S. I picked one up fairly cheaply recently because i was like i'm gonna put p on there use the xiaomi phone the thing's ceramic and beautiful and it's got the no notch but all display front so i get it i've never used one of their phones before right and i'm like all right how do i flash this thing they seem pretty open to it no <laughs> you have to sign up at the me you me site create an account which i do have one on there then you have to attach your phone to your account, basically like proving that you didn't just steal the phone and you're going to like do whatever to it. So you do that. Then you have to unlock the bootloader, but they won't let you unlock the bootloader right away. You have like a waiting period. So most people on the internet that I've discovered got like 10 to 15 hour waiting period, 10 to 15 hours. That's not that bad, right? I got 360 hour waiting period. That's 15 days. Good. (laughs) send them my phone number and they sent me a text that said you okay you're approved to unlock it like all these things said like you're cool you can unlock it now and then i plug it in and go to a do and it goes no dude you got to wait 360 hours and then i was like wait maybe just hasn't like reset since i got approved went back like a few hours later and it goes no you got 355 hours to go (laughs) like oh my god so i can't even uh i can't unlock it to flash the p beta it's just now it's like basically just sitting there i was gonna like flash it on there and show it off and it was gonna be cool and that sounds like the worst thing ever. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not even sure what to do. And I did find some people that were like, yeah, I have to wait 10 days. So at least uh, they, I'm at 15 days. 
They're screwing you. Yeah. It's that insane. Sucks. I would probably try again to see if maybe I got expedited service there, but it's like a countdown. And all these people on like XDA were like, yeah, and don't unattach your account from the phone because it resets the clock. I was like, oh my God. That's painful. Yeah. Pretty brutal. So don't buy the Xiaomi Mi Mix 2S. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, anything else? Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is that Epic Games did give us sort of a estimation on when we can expect Fortnite for Android, and that is this summer. So in March, we heard it was coming soon, and now it's this summer. So here we come. Here we come. And we got Battle Royale, Blackout coming for Black Ops. Boat. Oh, my God. So it's going to be God. sweet, man. Hopefully. Yeah. Revive COD. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I mean, the franchise is dying, my friend. Franchise. Uh, vigilante fart night. You, dude. Get banned. <laughs> no one can talk trash about Fortnite in front of me. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So, like, Ben in the chat's like, Fortnite will probably be dead by then. Uh, it's going to be really hard to kill a game that popular that's free. Like, that's free. the thing. Free. And they update all the time. Like, that's the thing. It's free. Are they ever going to charge for it? Like, PUBG, no. you have to be don't you they make so much money from the game they have um like in-app purchases basically microtransactions and the skins you know for like one skin you're paying like five bucks some are you know some skins are two thousand v bucks to get two thousand v bucks you have to spend twenty five dollars to get like twenty eight hundred and so you know i've spent i got some skins you know what i'm saying and it's not free. It's, I mean, it's not a free game. Everyone's got their mother's credit card hooked up to this thing. Like it's that, free to play if you want to, right? Yes, that but. game has to be an ATM machine for Epic it's Games. Like it, they make, they've got to just be making so much money because every game you go into, you only see skins, and the only way you can get V Bucks is to either buy a uh, buy a battle pass where you're earning V Bucks to go along, which is again ten or twenty five dollars depending on what tier you get. It all it is is money, Alex. Hell yeah, we can play together. I will play with anyone as long as they have an Xbox. If you're yeah, because you play on Xbox, right? Not PC. Exactly. I don't play on PC because uh, I would probably get dominated. But uh, although if I can play on PC with the whole, they have cross platform now. So feel free to hit me up, dude. My name's Timo Timotato. Just like on my Twitter, just like on everything. Hit me up. I'll play. I'm down. I'll, I'll kill everybody. I'm I'm a, I'm an MVP. Like this. I don't play around. Tim doesn't play around. He probably is pretty good. I've never seen him play, but he's probably pretty good. Yeah. All right, sweet. Uh, I got nothing else. Now we're over two hours. Well, I think we started a couple of minutes late, so we're like right into it. That's true. I quit. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for joining this lengthy show. We promise we'll make it up in the next trivia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, I will not play PUBG. Game sucks. <laughs> anyway. So, not that we can keep talking about it, but don't you think pub like i've seen some people say like a oh, fortnite's gonna die because call of duty's got battle royale i think PUBG will be the one that died because fortnite's like its own thing it's like kind of cartoony it's third person i mean PUBG's yeah. third person but like that like military style version like sure. it's PUBG that probably die not PUBG has some of the worst game mechanics i've ever seen right. you know uh hit markers i mean people complain about hit markers on call of duty i mean play a solid game of PUBG. And you don't know what you're doing in that game. So once now that we've got a game with like a real engine, uh, Call of Duty, uh, if the Battle Royale is dope, 
then dude, vehicles, air, land, sea, like this is probably going to be insane. If they do it right. Hans challenges me at chess. I've played Kellen chess. He like whooped me without even thinking about it. I was like trying to play and I feel like he just made some crazy moves. Like, and wasn't even paying attention. We were playing pool at the same time, I think. And he whooped me on chess. So I don't play people chess anymore. I used to think I was really good, but Kellen humbled me, humbled me. Not about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like drunk too. Hate my life. I'm embarrassed. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, we'll finally quit. All right. Thanks for joining us. Again, we'll we'll do trivia in the next show and we'll make it up to you for not having it this. Uh thanks for joining us. Yeah. Peace. Peace.